Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So pro-abortion House Oversight Committee witnesses refused to denounce infanticide in what may be one of the weirdest hearings I've ever seen. They were just outright asked, like, how do you feel about it? And they're like, I- I'm not answering that. I refuse. I refuse the premise. Women are allowed to get abortions. And it's like, okay, ho- hold on a minute. Like, it's not hard just to say no to this. And apparently there were three witnesses that rejected this. And so what's freaking me out here is now we got uh, Matt Walsh, good friend Matt Walsh. He's uh, posted the coming civil war is going to be weird and that he can't live with these people. He doesn't care. He hates them. They hate him. We can't live this way. And... um this rhetoric isn't just coming from, say, Matt Walsh. It's just he's trending on Twitter right now because of it. We have an article from, I believe it's Salon, saying that Donald Trump must be charged with treason. We have, uh, I published an op-ed in Newsweek today addressing the smears and the lies from the January 6th committee about me. And all of this just says to me, you know, Matt Walsh is right. I don't understand how, and, and you've heard me say it a million times, how we can move forward as a country. When you have people who outright will not just plainly say like, oh, yeah, infanticide is bad. Come on. I think one witness did and three were like, "Mm, I'm not answering that question. Why not? That's how divergent our worldviews are. We have that other clip from with with Josh Hawley where the professor outright refuses to say whether it's a women's rights issue on abortion and then talks about men getting pregnant. And there is just a divergent worldview that neither will accept. Now you've got 80 or so Democrats calling for Joe Biden to declare a health emergency, effectively to bypass state rulings on this. This country is on the verge of something truly crazy. And I'm not the only person who noticed that abortion is a strong moral issue, not unlike slavery, that could be a catalyst for something substantially worse than the the crisis we're seeing now. Maybe civil war. I don't know. But when people just across the political space are outright saying yes to this on both sides, All right, well, I don't know to tell you other than something crazy is going to be happening. So we'll talk about that. Plus, you add on all of those those challenges with a food shortage, with hyperinflation, you've got a recipe for very serious disaster. So we're going to talk all about that. Don't forget to head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work. We got a ton of journalists that are working every day to fact check all of the lies in the mainstream press and bring you news to the best of our ability that will be true and correct. And you'll get access to our exclusive after hours show at 11 p.m. Those go up uh, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. So we'd love to see you there. And with your support, we will keep doing more awesome work. So uh, don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And without further ado, joining us today to talk about all of this is Kurt Schlichter. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Uh, I'm a noted. What are you li- doing in my studio? I know. <laughs> Who is this weird guy? Uh, I am a uh, noted Los Angeles trial lawyer. I am a senior columnist at townhall.com. I'm a retired United States Army infantry colonel. I want to emphasize wow. I was not a judge advocate. And uh, I am the author of a new book, which is conveniently 
placed behind oh. me and discusses many of the topics that you've mentioned tonight, including national divorce, the possibility of civil conflict, uh, and what we do about it. So we got to, we got we got to we go. stuff. Yeah, we also got Libby. She's back. Hey, I'm yeah. back. What up? <laughs> Super exciting. Libby Emmons, editor of Post Millennial. Oh, hello. Uh, also, I'm Ian Crossland. Here you are. Good to see you, everyone. Good to see you, Kurt. Hey, looking forward to be back. Hearing more about your book because I I've been thinking this is like every day we talk about this almost. I mean, if it wasn't for the economy, I don't think that the <laughs> that the moral stuff would be such a big issue. But because of this inflation, I'm I'm concerned. Smirks of our, uh, Weimar Germany. I, I'm getting this 1928 vibe. It's uh, well, let's see. We've got hyperinflation, uh, political chaos, bizarre perversions normalized. Yeah, I think you got a good. I I I, I think we got to be on the lookout. I, think, I don't think that's crazy talk. Should we do an emergency food promo while we're at it? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, probably not. I think we're good on that count. I'm excited to be back. We love to have Kurt on. We're going to keep it kind of low-key this evening. Love to have Libby back as always. I'm excited to talk about that this, this, this evening. Right on. Let's jump into this first story. We have this tweet from the Washington Free Beacon. A pro-abortion House oversight witness refuses to say if she agrees with infanticide. Ooh. Rep. Norman, quote, do you support infanticide killing a child after he is born? Witness, I do not agree with the basis of that question, but I do believe that abortion is health care. I'll play you the clip, but I want to show you this. You scroll down. A second witness refuses to say if she agrees with infanticide. We don't have infanticide happening. What I think is, based on your question, you have very low opinion of pregnant people. Pregnant people. A third <laughs> pro-abortion witness refuses to say if she agrees with infanticide. Could you answer that yes or no? How you just characterized... The representative's statement is extremely inflammatory. Let me tell you something. We had this uh, progressive on. And he kept saying that late-term abortion doesn't happen. Late-term abortion doesn't happen. And I said, okay, I don't care. I'm asking you why Democrats tried to legalize that. Recently, Joe Manchin is the reason that didn't go through. Mm-hmm. And he just says, but it doesn't happen. Okay, bro. Maybe it doesn't happen because it's illegal. Maybe maybe it's not allowed to happen. Is that is that the is that the point? And if Democrats legalize it, it will happen? Let me play this clip for you because I want to talk about how insane things are getting. As you, I assume you agree with infanticide, the killing of a child, a perfectly healthy child at birth. I don't right. accept the basis of that question, but Pardon I me? do believe abortion is health care. I'm talking about do you agree? I, I know I get that, but do you agree? I mean, are you in do you support infanticide, killing a child after he's born? I do not agree with the basis of that question, What's but I basis? do believe that abortion is health care. Okay. Why is it so difficult just to be like, yeah, we shouldn't kill babies that are born? Okay, next question. Are these people considered witnesses right now? Uh, they, yeah. they are witnesses. I'm not sure they're sworn. Are they allowed to be treated hostily? Of course. Then why don't they, why don't they say, I'm going to treat this person hostile? Like, if the you mean cross-examine the them. Mm-hmm. He's trying to. Uh, they, look, they've obviously been highly prepared. Look, when I get a witness on a stand, they're highly prepared. I usually, you know, I always have a jury there, right? So juries seeing things. There's no jury here. This is all political propaganda. And what they want to do is avoid making any concession to normal people about the normal idea that you don't kill babies, okay? Not a radical notion, but they can't say that. They don't want a clip of one of them out there going, you know, I, I think it'd be wrong if you killed a baby. The other part of it, too, is they would have to, if they wanted to say that it was, infanticide was wrong, right, the next question would be, at what point in birth, Bingo. at what age Bingo. does the you know infant have to be during the gestation process for it to be infanticide? Well, so we, that's part of the issue. We've had these conversations with people on this show. 
with uh, uh, and, and 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 they just refuse to answer, and there's no answer. And I, I I've asked we had a progressive, and I said, okay, there's two women. They got pregnant at the exact same time. The babies have gestated for the exact same amount of time, eight and a half months. One woman gets a C-section. The baby is pulled from her womb. The other one does not. Can you abort the baby in the womb? They, they say yes. They're like, well, yeah, it's a woman's choice. It's, it's a woman's choice. Okay. What about the baby who's born? No, that would be wrong. And I'm like, okay, wait, what? Why? Well, that's a big concession. Well, that's that's exactly what they didn't want to answer mm-hmm. in, right. the, in Look, the house today. They don't want to have to say what abortion actually is. Which is killing a baby. They don't want to say it. They just don't want to say it. I have a lot more respect for people who say, you know, I'm in favor of abortion and abortion is murder. Because at least that's totally honest. Yep. Well, I, honest I, and direct. I, I don't know if yeah. I have respect for them. I just, <laughs> at least, I mean, it's honesty. like, it's you're a terrible, honesty. terrible sure. human being, but you're at least not lying to me about that particular <laughs> and, thing. And you're not lying so to yourself. Got, like, these people are lying to themselves. Well, that, no, well. they, they, I think that's wrong because they don't believe any of it. She knows what infanticide is. She right. knows what a woman is. Mm-hmm. But do you know why they refuse to answer? Because they will be attacked by the left. Oh, yeah. Because the goalposts move so rapidly on the left that their their allegiance is to the cult and not to any morals. So they're they're probably sitting there thinking like, if I say I oppose this and then in a week we're in favor of it, I'm going to get canceled. Mm. Yep. So I better not say anything other than whatever the approved line is. Well, and there is no cohesive value system. So there's nothing to base these judgments on. It's what needs to be said. Look, the left could just as easily been radically pro-life. If that was to their advantage, they could be saying, we are not going to allow you to murder young babies, future Democrat welfare recipients. We are not allowing that. That's horrible. That's a, that's a human life. You could, but they don't have kids. Well, there are reasons why they chose to go that way, but don't, 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 I mean, the, the idea that it's some sort of moral, uh, uh, choice of theirs, they would have gone the other way if it was useful to their agenda. I, 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 and has been in some countries. Maybe, maybe, but I think it's useful to their agenda, not in the way uh, you're saying. It's useful to their agenda because they don't like people, because they want to reduce the amount of people. Well, that's true. This is the funny thing. There's a meme. You are the carbon they are trying to reduce. (laughs) <laughs> but hold that. on. Yeah. Bill Gates literally wrote that. I think it was in Reuters in 2018 saying we po- uh, poverty is expanding because poor people are having kids and we need to give yeah. them birth control to stop this. That's and I'm right. like, they're quite literally saying less people because it's causing climate change. So these, these Democrats don't want people. The problem is when they are more likely to sterilize their kids, more likely to abort their kids and conservatives are not. The future is conservative. It's are, just a simple mathematical equation. Are you? No, you're, you're you're right about that. And I, and I think if you watch this, they are conceding that normal people will find their beliefs repellent. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. Now, no, even every time, even 30 years ago when you had, uh, Bill Clinton, and you had people thinking, well, safe, legal, and rare, which was a brilliant formulation. Even even gently pro-life people could go, well, you know, at least he's throwing an olive branch. At least he says, you know, they, they, we all agree that this is 
a disfavored thing. I had a uh, a leftist friend go, Kurt, no one is for abortion. Well, that's mm-hmm. we now know that's, that's untrue. No longer true. Can you, can you show them the Lena Dunham quote where she said she wished she had an abortion? Yeah. Well, like, there's that. She and doesn't there was, have a child. She just wanted to kill one. And there like, was also there was a uh, Lindy West, right, who came out with that book Pro, and it was like we are pro-abortion. That's what we need to well, I mean, start going with now. But but these people, when they're doing politics, not in their own personal echo chamber, they are trying desperately not to show normal people what they really think. Because you go out to a normal person. And one who may be a little bit kind of, well, you know, she's gotten in trouble. It's the first few weeks. I can deal with that. But you go, yeah, we're going to, you know, you, you can abort this kid pretty much until he gets his driver's license. And they're just going, what, what is wrong with you? They, no normal human being I says think, eight, eight and a half, eight months, four, uh, three weeks and go ahead and abort. No normal person. They're like, what are you talking well, about? That's, that's way past the point of viability. Oh, yeah, well, it's insane. Yeah, but they're, it's insane. But the lo- their logic forces them to accept it, but they can't say it out loud. I think it was Vosh, and I think it was on this show, he was asked, I, th- I think it was when we had Charlie Kirk and Vosh on, when do- when does life begin? And Vosh said, sometime after birth. Yeah, I think right, so. That's insane. Noted theologian Bosch. That sounds like a, mis- <laughs> a misspeak if he said that. No, it's, it's I mean, not. you're obviously alive when you're born. No, they, they genuinely, uh, there have been arguments oh, from more extreme pro-abortion individuals that memories don't form until three months after you're born. Oh, it's now memories. Mm-hmm. So, okay. mem- so you so, need to be, have memories in order to well, be alive. Well, I want to clarify that because these are the same people who insist we eat bugs so we don't slaughter cattle and pigs. Mm-hmm. Are pigs and cattle alive? Well, it's not. If a, so it's, why? It's not about that. It's about climate change. Well, it's about power. They're, they're not saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not saying to eat crickets because they want to save the animals. I mean, some people are. They're saying cows fart too much. Like AOC put out that thing where it was like, farting cows! So See, but they, they put crickets in your food. But of course, the real reason they want us to eat bugs is because it's degrading, humiliating, and we enjoy eating beef. I, I, and that we are peasants and we need to suffer. I disagree. I disagree. I think it's actually much, much simpler than that. Crickets are cheap. Mm. Crickets are cheap. And if you can start a They're cricket company... cheap. I used to buy crickets for my Euromastics lizards. Damn things mass- all my... Well, they'll be, cost it is, it is. cheaper once they're mass-produced. Listen, listen. Do you know how long it takes to get to raise beef cattle? It takes a while. A couple of years. I was talking yeah. to the farmer and I said, how, like you get all this beef, they got tenderloin and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. Oh, I love and it. I said, how, how, how long from the cow being born to like they're ready to be chopped up? And they're like two years. Yeah. A cricket is like a week. And so you get a big vet, you mass produce garbage, cheap protein crickets. And, and here's what happens. You're like, not only is it cheap to make, but it's, uh, uh it's easy to like pulverize, produce this food. Now you need to convince people to buy it. It's cheap to make, and there's an opportunity to invest. So people like Bill Gates, these other people, I don't know if he's, he's doing this, but they invest in cricket production, and then they start dumping money into news programs being like, oh, you, you got to eat the crickets. Everybody's got to eat bugs. Their companies start doing better and better and better. And Look, then they I, put out videos of Nicole Kidman eating bugs, yeah. and everybody yeah, loves Yeah, what did you call it? it? Gawk. Gawk. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, it's after gawk. Tom Cruise, it's the second weird <laughs> thing she's eating. Um, look, no, I, 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 think, I think we're overlooking. The remember, uh, Marxism, this whole leftist woke thing is really a psychodrama and it's about their feels. There is a certain joy in compelling other people to do degrading things, and it is degrading to eat bugs. Uh, steak is the uh, uh, food of a citizen, of a proud male or female, a proud human steak. being, and bugs, bugs are what you give to servants you, and serfs, and you, they you know get off on that. You know what I love? 
there was like a post where someone said 80% of the world eats bugs. No. And then it showed, well, uh, it showed people eating bugs. And then someone responded with like, the reason they eat bugs is because they're poor. Well, yeah. It's like, to the extent they're not, you're not saying they do it because they're proud to do it. They're doing it because they have no choice. You know, to the extent that they're slurping up millipedes like, uh, the, you know, the dogs and lady and the tramp. I'm sorry. Uh, I I mean, it's just, good. It's just, no. We had cricket. Yeah. It's nobody's first choice. The first choice of any human being is a delicious uh, grilled ribeye. Tender oh, ribeye. Tenderloin. Oh, man. Uh, I would say pasta. Oh, my God. Ah, yeah. Carbs. Glutens. Yeah, every time. Oh. Every time. Be gone with you. I, I had fish. a filet bouillonnaise uh-huh. on some pasta last uh-huh. night. That and let great. me tell you, I, I needed a cigarette and a cuddle after That's I was spectacular. <laughs> Kurt, you said that the left could easily have just been anti-abortion, um, but if they been useful to them. Does it, do you think that this iteration of the left, meaning that I don't know what, how you would define it exactly, is it like a communist radical attempt at an overthrow of the current state of governance? I, I think it, you know what I think it is? I think it is a bunch bunch of uh, uh, perpetual Wellesley sophomores living out their daddy psychodrama issues and the guys who are trying to have sex with them. And I think that that is really the essence. I think it is a uh, – I think they are – there's a space in everybody for to be filled with some sort of spirituality, mm. you know. You know, you're, you're, maybe you're a Christian, maybe you're an Orthodox Jew, maybe you're just kind of spiritual in general. Maybe you have some sort of rational belief system which doesn't involve a God, but but you fill it with something that's not crazy. But if you don't fill it with something that's not crazy, it gets filled with something that's crazy. That's why these guys have this religious mindset, complete with heretics, us. We're all heretics. They'd happily burn us. And, 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 this and, is and sacraments like abortion. But this is why apostates are so yes. bad and heavily targeted. People yes. who are like, they really don't like people who were woke and then walk away. Yeah, look, you, you, you were associated with the left. Uh, well, and well, they hate you. So, uh, Prager, uh, Prager, you had that Dave Rubin thing, why I left the left. Uh-huh. And then I told him, I was like, you gotta make a video called how the left left me. Yeah. And I was like, cause my position stayed basically the same. It's like that Elon Musk meme that was actually a Colin Wright meme mm-hmm. showing how the left has just continually gone insane. And the, the infanticide abortion thing is the perfect example. Yes. A year ago, they were like, it's not happening. You're crazy. Now they're like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not answering that question. I refuse. Like we are inching towards them to where they get to the point where they're going to be like, well, you call it infanticide, but if the child is, is malformed, or it has it's some or mental inconvenient. Issue. You know what I? You know what's crazy to me? There's a meme I see these leftists post, and it shows a, like a, a slum house covered in graffiti and a child sleeping on a scuzzy mattress. Yeah. And it said, "Just because he was born doesn't mean he was saved." And I was like, "Are you advocating for killing that child? Like, it's a. It's. Are you saying it shouldn't be alive? Yeah, this Yo, is that's the thing brutal. That we, this is the thing they always say, right? It's like." Oh, you only care for children before they're born, but if you would care for them afterwards, we wouldn't have to abort them. And it's like, <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? And there's, I have to kill them. You don't care. You don't care. Well, you know, it, it, it may be a little rude to our leftist friends, but you know, Marxists murdered a hundred million people in the last century. That's oh, inconvenient. Those that. are inconvenient. There's a, there's a, there's I a, mean, they're just Cambodians, right? I love this. There's a yeah. meme from, uh, existential comics or existentialist comics that I see posted all the time. <laughs> and it's like, it says something dumb. It's like we're made to believe that communism is bad because a famine happened once. And I'm like, yo, Whoa, once? Every time. What? How about once? every time? A hundred million dead? Right. Man, these people are, are absolutely insane. But let's get to the, 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 the escalation of this by throwing it to our good friend, Matt Walsh. Matt, Matt Walsh tweeted, these hearings on abortion are instructive. 
The liberal witnesses have refused to condemn infanticide, refused to define the word woman, and claimed that men can get pregnant. We cannot share a country with these people. There can be no unity. They are lunatics and monsters. I don't respect them. I have nothing in common with them. I detest everything they believe and stand for. They feel the same about me. We simply cannot go on this way. Mm. Matt previously had tweeted, we are a nation divided over whether pregnant men exist. The coming civil war will certainly be the weirdest (laughs) one in history. So it may be a bit silly. A lot of people keep denying the reality of what's happening in this country. But um, I, I don't think Matt's wrong when he says he detests them. I certainly believe he does. But they feel the same way about him. They certainly do. So at a certain point, we are inching towards what many people refer to as, at, at the very least, peaceful divorce. Mm. Peaceful peaceful divorce. I, I have a chapter of that in my book right there. We'll be back, Fallen Rise of America. I have to mention it like every time because oh, otherwise yeah. Regnery will keep my family hostage. <laughs> so. So, uh, but so, so, so real quick, I want to ask you about that. But um, I, we talked about this a while back, that abortion could be the moral catalyst like slavery was. And some people might not think so. Maybe, maybe not. It, it could be a combination of things. I, I think it's possible that we're in the bleeding Kansas phase of civil war. That was the uh, seven, seven, wait, Not quite. We're, we're not shooting yet, but I do talk about we're bleeding not. Aaron Kansas. Danielson was shot twice in the chest in Portland. That's true. Not in a systemic way. I, I, uh, I, but, I, but, I, don't, I don't agree. I think the issue is when you look back at bleeding Kansas, this was, a, this was an era where we didn't have the kind of communications or technology true. we had. So... People are more tactful in their strategies for warfare, which is... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They're trying to manipulate people to gain public power and access to resources. And direct violence doesn't work as effectively or it doesn't, it's not, it's not effective at all, at all these days in most circumstances. So when you look at the past several years, when you look at the 529 insurrection, when leftists broke the barricades down in front of the White House, set fire to St. John's Church, torched the guard post, and forced the president into a bunker, and then the media defended it. Mm-hmm. The, I, I pulled up an article from 529. This was mind-blowing. And it said that the Democrats wanted an inquiry on the police actions. That's right. After the left firebombed a church and a guard post and the president was forced in the bunker, the Democrats were like, we need to know what the police were doing. Well, and they did do that investigation. Right. Yeah. Well, look- And then you get January 6th, which is the which is all of a sudden now it's the apocalypse. I I I feel that look for those that don't know, Bleeding Kansas was a territorial. It, it was Kansas. There was a civil war effectively within the state over whether or not it would be a slave state, and it never stopped. 
Bleeding Kansas didn't end. The Civil War just started. No, no. The, the Bleeding Kansas, I talk about in there, was uh, essentially dispersed, decentralized cavalry units raiding various civilian mm-hmm. outposts. And there were a large number of deaths. Look, you, you are right that the predicate uh, condition does exist. That is, people in significant numbers accepting the use of intimidation and violence to affect political change. And we see that even we, we even saw it this week with, uh, you know, I'm going to go get in uh, uh, get in Kavanaugh's face as he's eating a ribeye because mm. ribeye is, of course, fantastic. They're in a tenderloin. <laughs> and, really? and, and he's and, and they get in his face. Now, if you get in someone's face, you're not persuading him. You're trying to force him to go your way. You have left politics. You have left persuasion. You've left, you know, uh, uh, the the system. You're now using intimidation. So if you get in his face, where is the moral uh, guardrail that keeps you from slapping his face to make him do it. And if that doesn't work, where is the guardrail that keeps you from shooting him in the face? So well, you are. There co- was an assassin. And there was. There was. So there you, was you are assassin. correct that there are a significant number who are accepting the premise that you can use violence to affect change. Keep in mind, 50 years ago, we had a low grade urban insurgency. We had the Weather Underground, Black Panthers, Symbionese Liber- Liberation Army, death to the fascist insect. Greatest, greatest tagline for a revolutionary group ever. Um, and it was treated as law enforcement matter, but there were bombings all over the place. Read Days of Rage. Bombings all over the place. A large number of killings. It was suppressed through law enforcement. But that was a very low grade type of insurgency. When I talk about civil war and I, I discuss, I have two chapters. I discuss red on, uh, uh red against a blue government, blue against a, uh, 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 a red people, uh, or a red government. Um, you know, there is a spectrum of conflict, but you are correct about the predicate, which is people accepting the idea that violence is an acceptable means to affect political change. And unfortunately, there are a number of people on the left who do that. I, I don't know how great that number is. Doesn't matter how many it, people. It does matter because if it becomes, if it starts getting 40, 50 percent, then you've got a real problem. How many people fought in the Civil War? See, that's. That's when it becomes 40, 50, 60, 70, 80%. 10%. Yes, but the people supported them. So who would fight, though, I, in I, our situation? Like, who would be out there fighting? So the question well, is, depends, have, like, the on, depends Patriot on the scenario. Front versus Antifa with well, that's bleeding Kansas level. Okay. That is bleeding Kansas, and that is one of the things. Small, uh-huh. informal militias battling it out. What's the government do? Does We've the government send in the calf? Yeah, we have. But, but no, but that. not in large. We did see it. I mean, in, it does exist. But how, bits how, and pieces, how not but it's not systemic. Large, you, you, we had we had rioting in Portland for 120 days. Yes, firebombing federal buildings. Yes, correct. We we had since what since when did it start? 2017. Oh we yeah, the battle for Berkeley. Right, the, right, the, right. The the, yeah. the, the, the Chaz in multiple right. cities. Even <laughs> even until recently, you had the autonomous zone in Minneapolis. Uh, look, people it, were shot and killed. They they lit up a white SUV with like hundreds mm-hmm. of rounds of five five six. Because teenagers read it, and they heard a fake report on the radio from cops that white supremacists were going to come and attack them. Look, there are uh, the conditions are. I don't think they're in separate Provo, from in Provo, Utah, right? In, in, I think Provo is called is a city. Yeah, they had uh, the a BLM ran up a, a supporter, ran up to a car, and shot a driver for no reason. Yes, these these things they keep they ex- happening. They exist, but they're not systemic fighting. Of the kind that we saw in bleeding Kansas, but they could become it. And they, right now, they're in urban environments where you have a unique uh, set of conditions. You always have a DA who won't prosecute. 
You always have a weak government. Mm-hmm. You always have a, uh, a police uh, force that is uh, uh, unwilling or unable to take action. And interestingly, even when uh, they were talking about sending in military forces, and I was part of the military force that suppressed the L.A. riots. So I, I, I have seen this in operation. I've seen it happen. I was part of it. Um, you have uh, uh, governors who simply will not cooperate with that. So that's where it starts to get crazy. It does start to get crazy. We, we haven't got there yet. I'm, but my contention is we could get there. I'd like to take the off-ramp and not get there. What's the off-ramp? Yeah, what is that? Well, look, the, uh, the obvious off-ramp is to convince enough, uh, convince a critical mass of Americans to go back to, uh, essentially the rule of law and the Constitution. But they Can disagree- we do that? And they disagree with the premise of the Constitution. Well, how many do? We're going we, to find out. We well, read they, talk about this, they talk about this all in school, right? Because Thomas Jefferson was a slaveholder, well, yes. and so we have to disrupt yes, the they entire do. foundation. And, and, and they, want to, they want to increase the number of people who have this uh, disgusting Marxist critique of the uh, Constitution. Yes. And, and, and if they succeed, yeah, we're going to have a real problem. And those I don't people know if all they get succeeded. book deals. Yeah. What's his name? Like Ellie Mistal? Or yeah, but that who guy reads, like, who's going to read Ellie Well, Mistall's he's all book? over He's all, he's all over MSNBC. All the time. Yesterday. Who watches yeah. MSNBC? A lot of people Weirdos, do, right? losers, and mutations. I don't know, but what they should do is go get are, my These book. are the people right. who, you're, uh, who you're saying we're going to be fighting, right? The people the who watch MSNBC. MSNBC's ratings are like 100K. It's like really abysmal. And then it's like people in their 60s. So yesterday- ladies. Yesterday, I pulled up an article explaining the sentiment for union support for the Civil War. And you know what the, the, the view was, at least according to this historical like reference? The view was the union thought the Confederacy had been taken over by a conspiracy of elites that were subverting the constitutional rights of the people and that they had to free these states from an elite conspiracy. They, they believed that uh, the, these elites were denying personhood rights. And I said, oh. That sounds like something a Trump supporter would say about today, that Democrats are subverting the Constitution, locking down churches, that they're denying personhood to babies. I was like, it's not one for one, but there's a parallel. The reason why I say bleeding Kansas phase is not to claim that literally bleeding Kansas is happening one for one, like it's identical. It's that we're in the escalation of conflict pre-Civil War, which eventually it's the violence that occurs before a formal civil war. And the reason why I say that for one, everything we've already said, but but my point is we can't expect everything happening now to be identical to what happened back then for a variety of reasons. I mean, technology is one. The other issue is that we are not arguing over which states will enter the union and support a cause. We're talking about which states already do actively support abortion to the point of birth or even after birth, like right. like, like Virginia tried to do with, with Northam. Those, those, th- those states are already ideologically in those camps. So it's looking more like a Spanish civil war or maybe akin to... No, it's ideological. It's not geographic. But so it's phalangists against leftists. There will, there it's will becoming be. geographic. Although I don't see us as phalangists. It's becoming right. geographic. You uh, take, uh, take a look at Minneapolis. So we talked about this the other day. There's a video you may have seen of the fat old dude in tidy whities twerking in front of the little girl. Mm-hmm. And a woman walks up to the little girl and waves and, and motions to the little girl and the little girl waves. That happened in public. In full view of parents, they they wanted the little girl to engage with it. But I guarantee you, I, I, if I give that video, if I took it and I went to an advertising agency and said, I want this. It's a pride event in public with families and kids. It's it's wholesome. Nobody's nude. They're all fully clothed. 
and I want it on a billboard in Times Square, they would say, get out of this building. This is disgusting. What are you doing? But why is it then that it would be allowed in public in these cities? Where are the people like us that would say that's bad to actually be on the ground in those places to tell them to stop? Why is it that Libs of TikTok posted this video? A father said, I'm going to read for you this book. Hmm. And the guy said, you can't read that. It's illegal. And he said, but it's in our schools. Why is it that these things are being allowed to happen? It's because the culture in these places has moved to a degree where they accept these things regardless of law. When the law stops being enforced, and that's what we're seeing. Oh, yes. Then eventually you'll see similar arguments we saw in the Civil War, which is why are we party to a a, a, a country in which the law is only enforced against us, but never against those who wrong us? You're, look, you are absolutely correct. You're talking about the predicate conditions for civil conflict. And one of them is a dual track justice system, which we are seeing in spades. I mean, look at, look at the J6 people. That's oh, just, yeah. you know, guys sitting in there in, in jail for a year and a half. Where's their speedy trial for their misdemeanors? Mm-hmm. It is, and it is unsustainable. Now, how, how are we going to solve it? Well, one way to solve it is political action. We either, have courts that stand up and do the right thing, or we have elections where we take power back and, you know, the next president pardons all these guys, or we go outside the political process. And outside the political process, which is where you've accurately pointed the left is gone, well, that that can be really scary. And there is a continuum of that. There is a continuum of, of civil conflict. And I look, I... And it worries the hell out of me because, as you know, I served in Kosovo, served where there was a, a, a civil war. We are in the ruins of it. And I would walk through ruined villages. And I, I remember oh, yeah. uh, one village, it looked like just blown blown down, just bombed down. I said, wow, this told my uh, Muslim interpreter, man, this is you know, horrible. But I don't see any blast marks, I don't see any flame marks. And he said, no, no, no. The, the enemy of this town came here with crowbars and sledgehammers and literally disassembled this town into wreckage. Wow. That was the level of hatred. I was I was reading about the French Revolution, and I was reading about Robespierre and uh, Danton. I think yeah. you mentioned. And the crazy thing about it is that uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you, you were reading about this. It was basically a bunch of people terrified of each other, thinking if I don't kill them, they'll kill me. It's usually what it comes to. I think Robespierre eventually turned on his brother in arms, which was Danton. The two of oh, them yeah. together sparked the revolution, and then Dan uh, Danton just. Was like, hey, Robespierre, you're becoming too much of a cult leader. It's not about you. It's about the revolution. And Robespierre was like, I'm a better speaker than you, and you'll be executed. And then nobody would stand up to defend him. There's a quote I read. They said they cared less about their convictions and more about presenting their virtue. Oh, they yeah. were feared. That's like what's they, going on now. They 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 feared that if they spoke up and said this is wrong, they would be condemned along with him. And he was executed for it. Danton was executed. And that's when I, I, I was reading into this because I saw a quote from I think it was uh, Plato, maybe, where he said something. Uh, what's the quote? I tweeted it that uh, the, the penalty for refusing to be engaged is to be ruled by evil men or something, something to that like effect. That. Yes. Yeah. And then I remembered the quote from Danton. Uh, what, did he, what did he say? Oh, it is better to be a fisherman than meddle in the government of yeah, man. Or a poor farmer. I think he said poor fish, farmer. Fisherman. fisherman, was it? But yeah, it, and, uh, accentuating the poor to be in poverty yeah. than to be meddle in the politics. And so man. I was like, pick your poison. Right. Do nothing and be ruled by evil. Meddle. Get your head chopped off. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading about Danton and Robespierre. And it really like I, I read a cursory article talking about it. And it was really very much like. These disparate factions were all, it was a Mexican standoff. 
they were all staring at each other like, which one is going to be the one that tries to kill us next? So then they were like... Sounds like the Spanish Civil War on the communist side. Yeah, yeah. Because when they weren't fighting Franco's guys, they were killing each other. I mean, in... in Probably why Franco ended up winning, right? Franco did. (laughs) Franco won pretty darn decisively. Um, And that is one of the the problems with the left. You know, when, when they're engaged... You know, you, you've got to win or you die for kind of the conservative side. They don't really want to be engaged. So it's not, you know, Forrest Cooper brought this up. He said that, uh, the people who are good at violence don't want to be involved in it. And that should tell you something. That is true. The guys who have seen it, who've experienced it, who are trained in it are like, please stop, please stop. One of the problems with the left is, well, I mean, I mean, look at the, Look at the Ovalde uh, footage of the cops. That's Cops milling around for, you know, that's one untrained little mutant, eighteen years old, not not tactically proficient. He's got he's got a weapon, but there's like twenty of them, and and they won't rush him. What are they going to do about four hundred thousand guys who are trained? And who are ideologically committed and who aren't 18. Even a few thousand. You ever tried building yeah. a house of cards? Even, even five. Ever, like, what would oh, they do yeah. against five guys? You, you ever, you ever, look look, they look don't at what do happened anything. in Boston. Right. Two mutants. Mm-hmm. Two little mutants. That's right. Shut down Boston. Mm-hmm. Two guys with handguns and the occasional pressure cooker bomb shut down Boston. Have so, you ever tried to build a house of cards? You know, you get playing yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's, 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 it's tough. It takes a lot of time and energy. Yeah. And then someone can go, yep. Like well, tiny, tiny, and the whole thing comes crumbling down. My point is, it is extremely difficult to build a complex machine. It is extremely easy to disrupt one. I look at it as a Jenga tower. You know, the little game, you mm-hmm. have little blocks, and the leftists, con- le- first of all, you gotta understand, the leftist, our ruling class, inherits this Jenga tower. They didn't build it. They're cultural trust fund babies. It was handed to them. They got their credentials at Harvard, and then they took their jobs running the institutions, which they have no uh, particular appreciation of or even understanding of. They just got it, and they use them for their own power. And they think they could pull out these things from the Jenga tower because it never never occurred to them how hard it is to build that tower, and it never occurred to them that it could possibly collapse. Well, but it can. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that's been going on for a long time. It's yes. been going on since the 70s. There's this great play by yes. Jules Pfeiffer called Little Murders. And uh, I don't know if you know the play, but um, everything's getting destroyed in New York City. And it's this wild story where uh, the police are trying to figure out who there's like a shooter. 
Every time you go outside, people are getting shot. The murders are just skyrocketing as they were in New York City. And you have the police being like, this is a conspiracy to make the police look bad because we can't figure out who's killing everybody. But one of the characters is finally just like, destroy, destroy, destroy. When are you going to find time to build? And it's like, all of these, all of these people have taken over the institutions. Camille yeah. Paglia talked about this as well. Mm-hmm. She said the real Marxists went out and lived on communes and all of the fakers ended up in the universities. That's true. That, uh, that, that's absolutely true. You, do you think in the, uh, uh, in the age of, uh, uh, bug protein, they're not going to be able to get themselves a top sirloin? Right, right. I mean, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be able to. Do, Hunter you know, Biden is always going to be able to get a top sirloin and a nice piece of it's ass. Always going to be vitally important that Leonardo DiCaprio fly to Davos to lecture us on our carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to bring up this uh, this this article here from Salon. Oh boy, was this finally enough? Trump and his terrorist confederates must be prosecuted. Trump treason is trending, and uh, our treason is trending, and it's about Trump. And this is one of the articles. I don't, I don't care to read the article for the most part. It just goes through January 6th stuff. It shows people who testified. It says enough is enough. We've heard this. We know what Trump has been planning. Trump called for supporters, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what the sentiment is beyond. You right now have prominent media outlets, politicians demanding that the other side be imprisoned, prosecuted, shut down. They're, um, they're irredeemable. I mean, we've heard deplorable and that was a while ago. But now it's it's irredeemable insurrectionists. People have been Christo fascists. Christo fascists. Whatever. Deciding, yeah. They're yeah. saying these people are. They're, they're saying the other side is evil, and we know it, and they have to be stopped. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. negotiating with people who believe this. Matt, no, you Matt, just have to beat them. Matt, well, and, at, at, in in what elections, and then and then. Well, well, you can beat them in the political process. Hopefully, that's, that's the way you do it. Uh, look, I mean, I, I I in the book I talk a lot about ancient Rome, and there's some some parallels there. You know, instead of fighting, you know, up the course of honor to become consul or questor or whatever, you know, it's a lot easier just to, you know, charge your opponent with treason. Get him out of the way. Right. And chop using, his head off. Using the law enforcement apparatus yep. to go after people. And this is what the January Same 6th committee is. They, but is it will Republicans ever do anything? Of course they won't. Uh, and I, I don't know. I think that, look, when John Cornyn uh, collaborated on the stupid gun control thing. There were fifth, 14 our Republicans who joined him. 15 Republicans, right? What's the years, recent thing? The yeah, recent on, the, on the recent yeah, gun the bipartisan thing. Right? 15, yeah, the bipartisan sellout thing. Yeah. Safer communities. And then Total of course, garbage. And of Total course, garbage. You know, there's a, a, a killing the next day. Yeah, of course. Um, it would have been 35 10 years ago. The, the, the Republican party, because it ha- because there has to be a party of the right. And the party of the right is going to be ascendant uh, because of the the insanity of the left. It, it, although I'm not sure there, it, it looks like insanity to normals to us. It looks like a plan, uh, and also their failure to run the institutions correctly. Seven dollar gas, just intolerable. Uh, they're going, they're they're moving to the right, and the Republican Party will become more conservative. Uh, and the Democrat Party is going to face a choice between going even more hardcore progressive or doing what they had to do after. Eight years of Reagan and four years of Bush too, which is go more moderate. It's a 50-50 government. It's always 50-50 because there are two parties. The Republic, the Democrats, unless they want to be out, as long as they want, don't want to be out of power, they're going to have to moderate. If they're uh, happy to be a uh, a rump resistance and let the uh, you know right wing rule, 
then they won't I th- have to I change. Think, I think the issue is the younger generation is particularly more partisan and more zealous on both sides. Yeah, but that's always true. So why would someone whose worldview, uh, uh, Matt Walsh, for instance, to go back to what he said, that we don't agree, that we I despise them, they they feel the same way about me. In what it's one thing when it's the '90s and you can see the political overlap according to Pew, and it's like moderate overlap yeah. in their worldviews. Today, it's it's completely disparate. Today, it's parents who are bringing their kids to drag shows, and parents who think that's child abuse. The kids who grow up in these houses are never going to go and and uh, agree with that. I mean, look. When you get to the point where an old man in tidy whities is twerking to a little girl and they're cheering for it and waving to him and the rest of the country thinks that's like a criminal offense, the kids who are raised in these environments are going to be even further away from each other. Well, and they're not Maybe. even going to know where to find it. They're not going to know where to find values or morals or something different than that. I was at... Uh, On the left? Yeah. They're not going to know where to find it. But, uh, the kids, that's, like, that's not, where not, are they going to look? But it doesn't matter. Right. But My they, point they wouldn't is, even the know left, if they, they wanted it. They don't have them. They don't want them. They won't want them. They will grow up around all of that stuff, debauchery, and think this is fine. And then people on the right will have traditional American values. And they'll right, be like, these I, people are out of their minds. I think, I think the one thing that's missing is I don't think, I think a lot of kids will grow up and think that it's not fine. Yes. And they're not going to know where to look to find the thing to fill that total void that's, you know, just all depravity. They're not going to know where to look. I think conservatives have done a really poor job in saying, you know, over the past, like, whatever, 50 years, saying, oh, you don't want our values? Okay, you can do whatever you like. And not taking a stand and not saying, you know, yes, we do need to have a moral structure. We do need to have this civil religion where we do have shared values. It's at the point now where, like, when I talk to people – we don't even have the same value system. We don't even agree on on how to conduct ourselves in public. Well, Libby's right because I do think there is the potential uh, uh, for the next generation to embrace actual real values. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, I, I look, here's my example. Remember 10 years ago when we were told that Latinx Americans were going to be the Democrats' way to future dominance, that this would be a subservient, uh, poor caste that would forever belong to the Democrat Party, living on scraps from the Democrats. And lo and behold, 50% of Latinx, and I, I just love that word. I just love Latinx. Or is it Latinx? Latinx. Honey, what do you think? Uh, I thought it, is, it was Latinx. I, I, I don't know. Well, like Latino, Latina, Latinx. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Well, uh, you know, I just right? like saying Latinx. I just like to see Professor somebody. X. I want to see a couple of leftists fight it out with pool cues over the pronunciation. But regardless, the Latinx Americans did not cooperate. Half of them are now Republican, according to polls, because they didn't want this stuff. And they didn't want to be poor. And they didn't want to be subservient. And they didn't want to be serfs. And I look, I, I, I think they're, yes... We need to reach out to people because we've done a terrible job. Right now, the Republican Party is gliding along going, look at that desiccated old fossil masquerading as a president. Oh, man, that's great. He's terrible. We're going to win. But what are we offering? We need what to offer we culture. We need to we need we to do offer need culture. to offer culture. Also, and, God, and I man. think and God. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Want, I don't want cults telling you what God is. You just got to feel it because it's there. It's vibrating. Like it, well, it, exactly. it is judging. It is you. You are be, you're feeding it, and it's it's creating you. We don't need to be ashamed of what we believe in. A lot of times, it's like, well, you know, I'm religious, but you don't have to be. Hey, I'm proud to be religious. Look, I, I tried tolerance 
in the sense that everything was okay. And now they're trying to groom my kid in kindergarten. All right. Figuratively, I don't have a kid in kindergarten, but a lot of people do. And that's when the whole tolerance to. thing They are changed. grooming kids. Yeah. They're well, not they're, trying to. Well, they are actually doing it. I, I well, keep referencing uh, some kids resist. A little girl. But look, here, the, the thing is, we need to stop with this fake, everything is cool. Everything is not cool. Okay. Well, I mean, it is not cool to have drag queens in schools ever. I don't care if it validates you. I don't care if it's important to your emotional well-being. It's weird and it's creepy and you're not grooming my kids and conservatives uh, basically embraced relativism. Yes. And that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. Because what we're offering is the opposite of yes. relativism. We're offering a set of values that is proven over time. Which and will it, help you determine meaning in your life. Exactly. And a set of policies. Yes. Look, we know how to fix crime. Rudy Giuliani did in New York City. He did remember, a great job. Remember New York City <laughs> in the 80s? It was crime city. Uh, we know how to fix the economy. Reagan did it and Trump did it a couple of years both of them had it booming. We know how to do this. How do you fix the border? We know how to fix the border. How do you fix the military? We did it after Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I know. I was the beneficiary of it. I write about it in the dang book. We know how to do the policy stuff. But we need to get away from relativism. I'm not ashamed to say my values are better than the values of a bunch of weirdo perverts who are trying to go out and groom on kids. My values are much better than people who want to uh, kill little babies. My values are better, and I'm going to fight for them. I'm a big fan of, of utilizing science to prove the existence of God because I think that people of all persuasions can agree when you look through a radio telescope what you're looking at for the most part, unless you're blind, unfortunately, but we'll fix your eyes. Um, and you start to see these these frequencies moving in almost this intelligence of, of nature. Like it's it's – it's becoming even Einstein. I think the more scientific he became, the more he started to believe in God. I think by the end of his life, he actually believed in a God, even though he wasn't necessarily religious of any kind. That was true with a lot of philosophers as well, who like you know, like Kant, you know, embarked on this whole conversation about um, essentially saying that there wasn't really a higher power, but he himself believed, and he believed at the end of his life as well. I think there's a, a survey they find like most scientists believe in God or something like that. And then you have all the people who are like, there's no such thing as God. It's a simulation. And you're like, oh, okay. Then who, who made the simulation? What, 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 exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, no, the, the, the argument, I love the simulation stuff because it's like the questions that philosophers and theologians have been asking for thousands of years are being asked for the first time by simulists who don't know they can find the answer to many of those questions in existing philosophy and, 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 and the, theology. Well, of course – or at least find the conversation. Well, of course, right from there. And of course, they think they've been educated because they have a degree from an Ivy League university and they come out and they are ignorant of their culture, their history, their past. If you're ignorant of those things, well, because they learn, you're going to yeah. be, uh, be vulnerable to any nonsense. What did, what, did, what did Prager call it? Cut flower politics or something like that? Is that cut flower? Where he's like, you can snip the flower off from the stem in the pot. Interesting. And idea. it looks beautiful and eventually it dies. Yes, cut from yeah. its roots. Yeah. I think because Ooh. these people have been emotionally disenfranchised, maybe through psychoactive and the water supply, plastics, God knows what, but like they need to see the math to believe in a God. Like they're the people that will put an arm in a frozen chamber to watch it get frostbite to learn about frostbite. And those people need science. You know, that was a Japanese scientist, wasn't it? That's pretty crazy. There's this crazy Japanese uh, science fiction book where the guy eats himself methodically. What? Yeah, he's like a cannibal, and he just eats himself. He eats himself one piece at a time. But there was the uh, 
It's very Japanese. No, I was going to say it's a very interesting <laughs> leap from the start of the segment on Trump being arrested for treason to right. a guy, yeah, guy eating himself. Well, this, it, this it's not, a, it's a not as weird as the tentacle stuff. This is yeah, a spectacular yeah. book, too, actually. Like a woman, a woman ends up um, criminally punished for having done something, and she gets uh, she gets planted in a park like a tree. And what? her family comes to visit her, and she's a tree, and eventually she's just this... A tree? She's a tree. Okay, that's weird. Are you talking about like yeah, like um, Junji Ito stuff or something? I don't remember who wrote it. I, for a while, I was really obsessed Junji with uh, Japanese fiction, and I read mm. like all of Kobo Abe, who I think is just stupid, brilliant, like so amazing. <laughs> but the, to your point about science, I was teaching um, catechism at my church for a while, and there'd always be like a couple kids who were there whose moms <clears throat> are just making them go, and they're like... I'm an atheist, Miss Libby. I'm an atheist. And I'd be like, okay, you could be an atheist. That's God doesn't exist. There's no afterlife. And I'd be like, okay, so you're an atheist. So you're into science and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, so if, if energy can't be destroyed or created, what happens to your energy after you die? And that would wow. always, and I mean, it's, it's very simple. It's like nothing. Right. And that, they'd always be like, oh, I wonder. And I'd be like, yeah, go wonder. And I'll see you next week, and we'll talk more about you know the gospel according to Matthew. <laughs> so that's so. <laughs> there's like a resistance. Wait, so what what is going to happen to bring it back to what we were originally talking about? <laughs> well, we're, we're looking for solutions. The off yeah. the off ramp. I, I, I think it's God. I think it's if people can start to meaning. believe. I and I feel bigger that. than their own body. But this is this is you're jumping so far beyond. It's like you, you may as well just say this problem will be solved once everything's good and the problem is solved. Well, no, no, no like, the get, getting people there's a way to cult, solve it. Getting people who are in a cult to break out of that cult is the challenge. But okay, the problem is when people try and do it by telling them Christian God because they're very resistant. But that's to, not that's not what we're talking about. That's not what's happening. What's happening is 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 beyond the the religious. Now, certainly, these people are inferring religion on a lot of these issues. It doesn't have to, to be religious. But I, I don't understand what you're talking about. What does that about to do with science? I'm talking what about what unification. To do with what we're talking about conscious unification. We need to bring people together. Okay, so. Let's let's slow down. You have a faction that's in a cult. You look at these journalists, like the NBC News team is fantastic. You run their Twitter accounts through ground.news bias fact checker, and it's like 100% left wing. Mm. They don't consume or interact with any news that comes from the right. None. So they're in a bubble. That's why they believe Kyle Rittenhouse lies, Covington Catholic lies. Yep. That's why they believe Jesse Smollett. How do you get people out of a cult? Well, we know how. You have to physically separate them from the cult and then help them reacclimate to normal functioning society. Or entice the them to physically is, separate themselves. The pro- well, that's literally what I just said. You just said <laughs> remove them. You said physically remove them. Yes. You could do that. You could take a kid that's in a cult and t- get okay, him, put is, him in your car bro, and drive bro, away. Bro, bro, this is nothing. You, this is, you're making There's standards. multiple ways to get people the out of cults. The point is is that people need to be separated from the cult. Period. I get it. You no, let's Get the semantics out of there. So people have to be separated from the cult. The problem is they have cell phones. And the cell phones keep them attached with like an umbilical cord into the cult. Interesting. That's Whenever, like Charlie Kirk said today, digital pacifier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whenever they're presented with information that would shock their system, they start breaking down and they retreat back to the cult and say, give me the things I need to believe. How do you break someone out of a cult when they're wired into it? That's the challenge. Believing in God is irrelevant. They're in a cult. You won't get them to believe in God or find anything or self-reflect or even take psychedelics. So long as they're in a cult. Well, you can, but they're wired into You it. can alter the well of the cult. Like you can change an entire cult's belief system. Well, that's what we're trying to do, right? 
I mean, that's that's sort of what we're out here trying to do. Like, hey, look at it this way, guys. Look at it this other way. You're looking at it from this. They don't. They, very they won't. Well, well, remember, people. And, you know, it can be a little bit of like I got my mom to stop watching Rachel Maddow and then I got her to stop watching CNN. Nice. And now she says things like, I'm proud of you. And it's amazing. All, my, my friends, it's brand new. please, there is one thing you need to do to any one of your family members that is in the cult that believes CNN, believes Brian Stelter, don't get mad at them. Don't argue things with them. Just send them the Twitter video from Libs of TikTok of the old man in tidy whities twerking for the oh. little girl. That's it. Just send them that. Say nothing else. And then be, and then just send them videos like that with, with nothing else. Don't, don't say Donald Trump is good. Don't make points. Don't give your opinion. Just show them a video because they'll pull it up without knowing what it is and they'll press play and go, huh. Remember, it's very hard to convince people, but it's, but people do convince themselves. A mm-hmm. lot of people leave cults. A lot of people chose to leave Scientology. A lot of people uh, chose to leave, uh, was it Keith Rainier, the Nexium? Is that what it was? Yeah. Nexium. They left. They eventually looked at it and it occurred to them, this, this, no, there's something wrong. So a significant number will leave on their own. You're, you're, we're talking the hardcore ones who are first in line to get the, uh, you know, get the Kool-Aid. But a, a significant number will leave, and a lot of conservatives but, are former left. I don't know a lot of leftists who are former conser- actual conservatives. So and the bulwark guys don't count. The issue is, no, don't, from the don't message your family members saying, hey, you need to watch this video for this reason. Nope. Don't do any of that. Because we, we learned this from Brandon Strzok. He said someone sent him a video. Now, in his instance, it worked, but he said someone sent him a video, and he was like, I don't want to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. He has a a really interesting story. And then Mm -hmm. he said, you know what? I'll watch this to prove them wrong, and the video woke him up. Mm -hmm. So the issue is, when you send someone a video as an argument, many people will resist and be like, no, I'm not watching your argument. But if you just send a family member a video saying nothing, they might just go, what is it, and press play. And then they see a fat old man in tidy whities twerking for a little girl. And people cheering and clapping for it, and they go, "What is this?" It's and like then um, you can tell them what it like is. Clear, and it's like their spirits, like, <gasps> <gasps> "Oh my yeah. god, what have I been well, doing?" Here's what you need to, people need to understand: when we are growing up, we are building a worldview in our minds, and by the time we're around 24 to 28, our mind has solidified on our worldview for the most part. And this is a survival uh, tactic uh, in, in evolution. That if you have made it this long, what you did works, don't deviate, you have learned. When people are then presented with worldly information that contradicts their worldview, it is a threat to them, which is why they get angry and shut down or have panic attacks. Mm -hmm. We have heard it over and over again from people like Brandon, that when they were finally exposed to undeniable information, it was physically painful. They felt physical pain. It was like something was being purged from them. People will resist that pain like a drug addict, which means you have to be careful, tactful, and precise when you're talking to them, when you're sharing information with them. If you approach someone as an enemy, they will shut down. If you approach them as a friend, they will open up. So don't argue with your family members, insult them, listen to what they say and what they're concerned with, and then be like, wow, I didn't know that. Check out this video. And then just send them the torque. You don't even, man. you don't have to agree <laughs> or disagree man. too. You can understand something without agreeing or disagreeing with it. Well, remember, you're not using argument in the traditional way. Look, when I go to a court, when I'm doing a case, I got 12 people and they've got to sit there and a judge will yell them if they're not listening. So they have to at least receive it. Whether I can convince them or not, it's a different question. 
that that's the power of my evidence, power of my presentation. When you're trying, you know, uh, Tim's absolutely right. When you're trying to convince somebody to get out of the leftist cult, you have to let them want to do it. And you it, remember, there's a lot of pride because you know if you're if you find yourself in a position where you're defending tidy whitey guy twerking in front of kids. And you understand at some level that's bad. You're ashamed because you've done that. Mm. You don't have to rub their face in it. Let them come around. Although they got to talk it, themselves out of a it. A lot of times yeah. they don't want to, right? I, I, I mean, it, it feels it, not it the, feels good yeah, to yeah. be in a situation where everyone agrees with yeah, you. Yeah, but it, it, it is for for but, boomers that tidy whitey video is like a giant red suppository. Right, <laughs> it yeah. ought to be <laughs> quite the pill. It's it's a, it's a painful wake up call yeah. for a lot of people. Uh, a I, lot of people I, didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. And, 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 and exactly. We've heard that where people uh, have told us like, oh, my family member says that's not true. That can't be happening. We had uh, Richie McGinnis's yeah. mom, old school feminist. Yeah. And we're sitting here and I said, feminists are pro war. And she was like, no, they aren't. And then I said, OK, What's with all the let's, let's clarify that the people who wore the pink pussy hats are substantially more likely to be the ones waving the flags of Ukraine, advocating for U.S. intervention in Eastern Europe into war. And she went, what? And Richie, her son says, true. yeah, yeah, yeah true. actually that's, that's true. Correct. And she, she's older. And so I said, listen, I think the issue is you're older. You're kind of tuned out to what's going on in the world. And the younger generation is on the battlefront that you aren't watching. Mm-hmm. So you can't believe any of these things happen, Seems but crazy. you need to listen and watch and look through the window and see what's out your front door and tidy whitey man is that cold slap in the face for the boomer generation. Look, anything that involves kids is is really going to be, you know, the the nitrous oxide that you, know, you add to the supercharger and the mm-hmm. engine just goes off, you know, in, way into the red. I mean, the the idea that Virginia, which is a blue state, mm-hmm. would put somebody named like Glenn Youngkin in, who is a fairly conservative guy. He's not you know, 180 pounds of Miracle Whip stuffed in a $5,000 suit like Mitt Romney is. <laughs> okay? I mean, he's he's actually Miracle a kind of... Miracle Whip is a great insult. Yeah, it's uh, really he's, nice. He's yeah. not even Mayo. Uh, Mayo is a proud condiment. <laughs> Miracle Whip. He's just so basic. But, uh, no, he, he he's actually conservative. And the people of uh, Virginia chose him. And the reason they did it was, you know, kids coming home going, Mom, Dad, why are you all racist? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, this you know, happened to me. This happened like this happened after the George Floyd stuff, uh-huh. right? And we were doing the virtual learning because of stupid COVID. And uh, I heard an announcement on the on the classroom computer screen that there was going to be a two-day lesson on, what was it, systemic racism mm. and white privilege. And I'm looking at that. I'm looking at my kid who I believe, what was it, fourth grade? Has it been that long? Who was like... Uh, the only white kid in his class, you know, we live in a very immigrant neighborhood in Brooklyn, um, which I like my neighborhood. And uh, he was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to record this whole thing. I put on the voice recorder for the, the full two days. I, I wrote about it. But afterward, I talked to my son about it and he was like, mom, we're racist. And I was like, we're not racist, honey. And he's like, well, or my grandparents are racist. I was like, they're they're nope. totally not. My nope. parents are not racist either. Well, our great grandparents are. We went through the whole thing and I was like, your great grandmom taught at like integrated schools in Brownsville, Brooklyn. She was really proud of the work she did. You know, your grandma was a public defender in Philadelphia. She was like defending, uh, Eddie Africa and like all these guys, you know, like. Of the serious, move guys? The move guys. Oh, yeah. God. From wow. after the 78, the shooting. Yeah. The yeah, bomb yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, that was in the eighties. Yeah. But I was like, we're definitely, we're not only not racist, our family has a history of 
not really being that racist, you know. Like, well, look, I, what are we it? doing? Yeah. But, yeah, working to not be racist. You know, I was on with Prager the other day. He asked me an interesting question, you know, in connection with the book. He's like, a lot of people will, you know, accuse, you know, you know, you know Kurt, your 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 family served in the Civil War on the Union side. Your 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 hometown was burned down by the Confederates. Uh, you know, you're, you're obviously Northern European. People will call you racist, but you have this family history. How do you feel about that? And I say, I, I said, well, I'm not, I'm not responsible for my family. I don't get the glory of being part of the union because that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have blood on my hands because that also wasn't me. Mm. I, 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 what counts is the contents of my character mm. and that's it. And that is the answer. Most normal Americans will give. And it's a very attractive answer. Well, it's it the American an, it answer. Does, it That's is the literally American the answer. American answer. And normal people will respond to that mm-hmm. if we get out there and say, but there's so many people who are afraid to confront these little weirdos. You know, oh, I don't want to get called a, I don't want to get called a racist. I don't want to get called a transphobe. I don't care what people who hate me call me. Mm. Don't should care we, at all. Should we have the government pay reparations to the descendants of people who died in the Civil War to fight for the Union? So if like your, you know, great, great, great grandfather was a union soldier and he like kissed his wife goodbye and there's the baby. And then he was like, I am going to fight this war to free uh, the slaves and end this moral uh, the, the, abomination. Should the U.S. government be like those people lost their lives and deserve payment? Absolutely not. Uh, no corruption of blood, <laughs> no glory of blood. Well, that's yeah, the point. I agree yeah, we, we have collective glory in the United States because we fought a giant war to end slavery. I'm proud of my country. As my relatives, my relatives aren't me. I don't get to go and like share. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. It's just so stupid. You don't get it's the like guilt. people you don't believe get the in glory. loyalty. Yeah. You, I don't believe in the sins of the father. You are an individual. No, and you make your own choices. Neither does the neither does the you know the American Republic also doesn't believe right. in the sins of the father. You're, you're not responsible for your yeah. but parents' debt. It's like, none stupid. Of this. So I wonder if enough parents are going to be. Uh, I, so COVID allowed parents to hear what their kids were being taught. That's all ending now, and the kids are going back to school. So I'm wondering if now parents are going to fall back asleep. And this was a a fluke, essentially. I I think that there's actually a lot of parents who are not, and parents have gotten organized. Like if you look at Moms for Liberty and Tiffany Justice, who, you know, founded that group, they have a summit coming up this weekend in Tampa, Florida, which is going to be, I think, really exciting. Very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And moms specifically are not going to let this drop. Um, and if you look at them, they're, it's like this very diverse group of educated moms who really have no interest in watching their kids be indoctrinated or watching their daughters, you know, end up trans and their grandchildren are getting butchered before they can even, you know, be oh. born, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have a lot of parents who I think that we've seen a lot of that. If you look at like the whole DeSantis movement, the parental rights and education bill that bill was wildly popular across the country despite the white house's attempt to brand it as the don't say gay bill you know i mean parents looked at it and they were like yeah schools shouldn't be keeping the mental state of my kids a secret from me they shouldn't be calling well, them random new names that the kids the Demo- came up with just the democrats like, lied about it yeah yes. the democrats lied and about it and the media lied about it they lied about and it very effectively the people who are in a cult and don't want to take their fingers out of their ears believe it mhm 
The, so that that the issue is, yeah, I that's think the, we, we even cults. had a thing. We, we even had lucky. a thing at Post Millennial too, where you know it, they kept calling it "Don't Say Gay" bill in all of the press. So you know, I'd open up an article to edit it, and it would say the so-called "Don't Say Gay" bill, and I kept I kept getting in touch with no. writers, being like, "No, no, we're not using their language. <laughs> no. We're not gonna we're not gonna secede language to them. It's, they have it yep, all wrong. They're making up stupid definitions. <laughs> None of these words mean what they tell us that they mean, and that's it, not what the bill it, is called. It was the "Don't Say Straight" bill because it prevented teachers from talking about heterosexual marriage. It was that too. It was all and now, that. And now, following the Supreme Court's ruling where the guy prayed on the 50-yard line, Democrats are pushing don't say pray. I think they just called it the don't, don't. They just called it don't. 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 Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't. Just obey us. Just do what we don't. say. Don't. Yes. It's the don't bill. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was a great ruling about the, the coach, the praying coach. Oh, yeah. What's that he all just, about? Well, he wanted – he would – pray after a game after a game was over he would go out in the 50 yard line i believe football coach yeah. and he would just like say a little prayer and uh players started joining him and they would come out and they'd be like we're gonna pray with coach too and it turned into a whole thing he didn't tell them to come out there there wasn't anything special any special treatment for the kids that would go out and pray he would do like a prayer in the locker room voluntary anyone could join anyone could not join it wasn't a big issue um, and he, I think he got fired. He did for get that. fired yeah. because he wouldn't give it up. And it's, it's very interesting. What's interesting is, you know, you guys know a concept of standing. You have to have suffered yes. a, a injury, a, a, an injury before you can bring a suit. Uh, what's the injury that would allow the plaintiffs suing the, uh, school district over, you know, this guy praying? Cause that, cause they fired him because they said, we're going to get sued. What so is the, their standing? The, the, the argument was offended? the students who refused to pray were ostracized or excluded or negatively impacted by refusing to be party to the prayer. They would have to articulate that. Uh, there's the problem that it's not true. But yeah, I, I look, they, this is more leftist control. And I, I'm glad we have at least one institution, the Supreme Court, that refuses to go along with it. Now we have... Uh, dozens of other major institutions of society are completely controlled by the left, including our military. Well, that's collapsing. Oh, it's a disaster. It's a cha- it's chaos. Uh, sixty thousand was it sixty thousand guardsmen not, uh, reservists not allowed to drill. Yeah. Like we, we they they're, they're at forty. We're halfway through the year. They're at forty percent of uh, recruiting goals. So their idea was, well, let's just cut the number of end strength. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I retired seven and a half years ago uh, as an O six. Uh, I know lots of other colonels. And uh, it is unanimous. This is a disaster. And it's not just, we, you know, back in our day, it was tough when we did basic training. No. Back in our day, we won wars. What's a solution to that? Yeah, what is, oh. what is going on with that Well, you thing? should buy my book. We'll be back. <laughs> the Fall and Rise of America. Uh, look, uh, the next president is, A, going to have to not be impressed by generals. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump was. Donald Trump liked creden- likes credentials. He, li- he does like shiny things. He likes shiny mm-hmm. things. Oh, this guy went... Dr. Oz went to Harvard. Right. Okay, oh. not a good thing. Right. <laughs> not a good thing. Sorry, Ben Shapiro, love you. Not a good thing. Trump went to an Ivy too, right? Uh, he, he went to, to Wharton. Penn? He went to Penn and Wharton. Yeah, um, kind of counts. But he he was very impressed by generals. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing: if you're going to change it, you need to spend time as the president. Remember, it's a hierarchical organization. We always say soldiers do what the commander checks. If the commander checks wokeness. That is, if that's his intent, you're going to get wokeness because it's an organization that responds to the commander's intent. If you want combat readiness, that's a different thing. So you get a president in there, first day fires all joint chiefs, brings in new joint chiefs, says, guys, it's Monday, it's 0900. 
This is my intent. This is not a decision briefing. This is called an orders briefing. I am telling you what you're going to do. You're going to come back here Friday. Friday, each of you will brief me about your organization, including you Space Force guys, (laughs) and you're going to brief me on how you have ended diversity, equity, and inclusion. No more months. Diversity, inclusion, and equity. You, yeah, said, die, you said die, DEI. Yeah. It's, it's oh, die. D-I-E. You're it's right. Die, it should actually. be die. Yeah. Because that's what soldiers <laughs> will do if they're going around learning to hate their buddy rather than learning to fight. So we're going to, we're going to end all that. You're going to end all months. There's no more pride month. There's no more, you know, southern, northern Norwegian month. We're not doing any of that. Uh, you're going to take it out of West Point. You're going to take it out of War College. You're going to take it out of everything. Every civilian who's in a slot that includes uh, the word diversity, inclusion, or equity is going to be terminated as redundant. Everyone who's military in a slot that includes one of those words is going to be moved into a combat unit. Come back here at 9 a.m. on Friday and tell me you have done that. So what you're looking for is a leader with integrity. I'm a, a leader who understands how to lead. Right. And, and you don't, we and haven't Trump had one of those that? in a very long well, time. Well, Donald Trump didn't know how to do it. He did a he better job than, Bi- than Biden, oh, for oh, sure. Donald Trump, yeah. I think Donald Trump was a great president. One of his problems is he's impressed by the military. He needs to beat the Pentagon with uh, you know a whip in a chair mm-hmm. and make it bend to his will. You fire enough general. You bring him in that Friday. Have you done it, General? Well, you know, sir, I... You're out. Mm. You're gone. Fired. Trump would You're be fired. good at that, right? Yeah. You're fired. Totally good yeah. at that. And, and, and the little <laughs> kicker, and you are ordered not to retire until I investigate you to determine if you retire as a wow. 010 and not a 09 because you retire at the last rank mm. where you performed adequately. Um, so, so you, you can, do that you a couple can, of times. Rank them, essentially. You retire them at a lower rank. Oh, wow. They don't get, I mean, you don't take away a star. Oh, yeah. I, if I were the president, I, if I were advising the president, say, uh, I don't know, a president with naval experience like DeSantis, I would say, put a little box on your desk. And, you know, if a general doesn't like what you're doing, say, general, you can put your stars in there. And you can retire because you can tell me I will not be part of a military that refuses to have uh, transsexuals serving on active duty. And I respect your integrity. You can put your stuff in there, uh, and uh, you put your stars in there, and you'll no longer be in the military. And then your deputy will do what I have said, when because they, I'm president. When they come back Friday morning and tell you, we've done it, how do you guarantee that it's actually done? Because these guys work oh, in shell games on Trump. Uh, it, it, yes, and that's why you... Uh, the second part is the political unit within the within the White House that actually monitors not only the military at first, but others, and looks for cautionary examples. For instance, hey, I saw this story on the web, Mr. President, about a chaplain at Elmendorf Air Force Base who was told he can't mention Jesus because it's not inclusive. Great. General Air Force Secretary, I want you and everybody in the chain of command down to that chaplain in my office, Monday morning, to brief me on how you're uh, uh, meeting my commander's intent for religious freedom. So come on in here and explain it to me. And you come in, and when they don't explain it to you right, you fire everybody in the chain of command, and everybody gets the message that, oh, wow, somebody posts something on the net, and it's bad? The president's <laughs> going to have see to answer for that. Because, because there are guys looking for reasons to screw with people. And that's what's happening now, but the other way around. Yes, exactly. So, like, people are getting in trouble for posting the Gadsden flag. Bingo. But the funny thing is Mm -hmm. the Gadsden flag is like a license plate in Virginia. Yes. Right. So there were, uh, this was when they were doing the D.C. deployment, there were reports that people whose Facebook pages had posts like the Gadsden flag were being removed from the mission. 
And oh. it, but it's like the flag. You see, you go to well, Virginia, all the Virginia license plates are gas. Yeah, it's very easy. Them, but a lot of them. Right. You know, Secretary of Defense, bring in everybody from that guy's company commander up to Is the four-star general. Uh, I don't know if Trump would do it. DeSantis? I think DeSantis could do it because he understands if he does it about three or four times, the message is going to get out that now the commander's checking combat readiness, and he's serious. He so, also so, seems to stick to his guns, DeSantis, which I DeSantis, appreciate. Well, DeSantis, DeSantis was uh, a JAG for uh, SEALs, mm-hmm. so he, he, he was in a lot of important meetings. He knows how they work, and he knows how generals work. And there are a lot of us guys out there who know how generals work. We'd be happy to come in and share our expertise. Look, my dream job is to be a uh, political side White House. I'm the guy who goes to the Pentagon, sits across the desk from a general and goes, General, what would you say you do here? Mm. Ooh, just like in, uh, just uh, like in office, office space. space. Yeah. Bingo. I so so, but, so, so what, what do you think of for 2024? You think uh, DeSantis or Trump? Uh, I think both will run. Uh, I've talked to people who talk to Trump literally. I got a nice note from Trump the other day. You think DeSantis By is going to run? I think DeSantis has to run. Everybody he, seems to really want him to. He has to run. And I want him to run because I want a tough primary. Yeah. I want the best person of, in 2024. How yeah, will Trump that makes a lot of sense. go after DeSantis? I, I, oh, that's such a good question. Because Trump, look how he roasted Elon. Yep. It, was, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was funny, but yeah. was it really that effective? I don't know. Well, I mean, it, I, like, what's effective about roasting mm. Elon? They're not really up against each other. Right. It's just Trump slapping him, you know, figuratively. Yeah. I, I, so, uh, but with Trump and DeSantis, DeSantis is, wi- is wildly popular, he especially is. among Trump's base. It, mm-hmm. it's, and he's he's succeeded on every front. It's, he's doing great. It's yeah. tough for Trump <laughs> yeah. because... You know, he has this guy, and DeSantis is a smart guy. He's not going to attack Trump. He's going to go, you know, I know the president's running. I'm running on my record. I respect the president, and I'll be happy to support him if the uh, voters choose him. Here's what I've done in Florida. Now, what's Trump do? That would actually be effective. That uh, would be super effective. Yeah, it really would be. Uh, Take the high road. What's Trump do? Does Trump attack? Well, you know, sweaty Ron DeSantis. (laughs) And it's like, uh, or whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, I work hard. (laughs) He's like, I'm in Florida. (laughs) He'd just laugh and go, well, you know. President Trump, he's he's a funny guy. Here's what I've done in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd like to, you know, draw your attention to my successful personnel mm-hmm. uh, uh, policies. That's right. You know, like I like I say, for every Rick Grinnell and Robert O'Brien, uh, Trump's got like ten John Boltons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, I heard his mustache actually had to separately get a uh, security <laughs> clearance. Well, so not a lot of people right. know that. Honestly, it's true. So so Trump says he's going to drain the swamp. For whatever reason, it didn't happen. Maybe it's it because of. Maybe, I mean, he brought in Bolton. He was like, I'm going to drain the swamp, yeah. and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm bringing the biggest swamp monster yeah. possible. It was a mixed record. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, and I talk about it in the book. I have the last two chapters. Last chapter, uh, second to last, analyzes all the potential candidates and talks about Trump and DeSantis and how I want a primary to hone the winner. I want a strong winner. The last chapter is a president looking back as he passes it on to his vice president, Rick Grinnell, and um how he how he went and did this and and part of that's the military thing I talked about but there's a lot of things to do and you need a president who knows what time it is and has the strength to commit the time to fixing these things rather than just dealing with the you know squirrel of the day who do you so think I, the- I I, I kind of think DeSantis you know we'll see what happens moving forward my concern with DeSantis's foreign policy because we haven't seen that and Donald Trump, I think, did really well on foreign policy. Oh, he did. His, Unbelievable. I thought his like whole bilateral trade thing, like his all of those agreements where it was like, you know, 
two like agreement between the U.S. and one other country. I thought those were effective. What well, are those called? Bi- the, those are yeah, bilateral. bilateral. Yeah, bilateral. Yeah, bilateral. But this, he settled the Middle East yeah. war. I mean, I'm, those, those, I'm old. That was great. You know, I, was Abraham Accords. I, from, yeah, the from, Abraham I think Accords. that was Kushner, right? Yeah, Kushner was involved. And then you had like the UAE accepting flights from Israel, yeah. which that, was really and, cool. Uh, and Kosovo and Serbia. Right? That was That's cool. negotiated by Grinnell. Yeah. Look, so I mean, DeSantis, it's so amazing. Domestic issues, DeSantis does very, very well. True. Uh, particularly in Florida, and COVID yeah. was a big deal. So I, I, I think the economy would do well. Yeah. But my fear is Trump has got, let's just say, uh, character flaws is a simple way to put it yes. in how he handles things. He lacks discipline. Sure. But <laughs> yeah. he was, he, he did well by the economy. Yes. He did well by foreign policy. Yes. He did well in the culture war. Yes. And he didn't handle himself as well as he should have when it came to the media. True. But people liked that he smacked the media down. Ron DeSantis seems to have all that plus the tact. But what if we vote for DeSantis and all of a sudden it's like Middle Eastern wars again? That's why you have to have this a is tough why you primary. like Grinnell, right? That's uh, I love Grinnell. Uh, Grinnell, a personal friend, and right. uh, look, I, I would sit with Grinnell, and when he was going over to Germany, and he would ask me, you know, when I go to an army base, what do I look for? Not like, hey, I'm going to have some parties at the embassy. What do I go for? What What am I looking for at a base to see if it's working right? And I would talk to him for hours about this stuff. I'm very impressed. But I mean, we need a primary to to suss that right, out, right? Because that's your question. I want to, Rick. You know, or I'm just saying, we don't know what you think about foreign policy. Tell us. How about you endless know, wars? Where do you come on down on those? You know, I, I will say this: uh, having Luke Ridkowski on this show just like ardently defend DeSantis over and over again. I'm like, that's an endorsement. Luke hates the government. He right. hates every <laughs> single politician, and he's like Ron DeSantis. What do you say? He saved saved America or something? Like he really did, man. He, he I mean, he he made a, a bold stand in an unknown area. Yep. Uh, uh, against COVID, the way, he, or maybe not even against COVID, just for Florida. I remember yep. going to, I went to CPAC. What was it in like, uh, 2021 in Orlando, Florida? Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, it is paradise. It was I think so I cried. nice. It was amazing. <laughs> People were nice. You could go out for drinks and everyone City, would smile yeah. at you. Yeah. And there were, there were people to bring you food. And it was like, they were happy. It was so beautiful. I think I wrote an article that was like, Florida <laughs> is a paradise of freedom. I'm pretty sure that's what I called it. And then I had to go back to New York and I was just like, oh no, God, no. So Why? And West, misery, West misery. Virginia. I, I think the issue with, with COVID I like Florida, West Virginia. Florida was, uh, I'm, I'm a uh, very, new fan. Yeah. West Virginia is <laughs> great. Florida was dense. Now, Florida is dense. Mm-hmm. And so you had this dense urban environment that people who live in cities like. And DeSantis are like, you get your freedom. So all of a sudden, people who like living in cities are like, you got to be in Florida. West Virginia has freedom, but it's because you're in the middle of an empty field. Which I, <laughs> right. which, like, I, mean, I love. Because there's nowhere really around has... to oppress you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, your neighbor's like all far away. <laughs> be like, I don't care what you're doing. And you're like, me neither. <laughs> I kind of love I don't love care. Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I like West Virginia. Um. They, they, for the most part, I don't think there's any lockdowns in West Virginia. I'm not sure. Not, not when we were here. How would, how would anyone oh, in, come find you? They had you? masks though. Right. They're in masks in LA again, apparently. Oh yeah. Okay, sure. but LA is stupid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and more I, I, stupid. Than sadly, I live there. Yeah. Um, well, I live in New York City. But and I'm not going. People walking around in masks. Oh, but you know what no. we really have? We have actually something that's probably stupider than anything you have, which oh. is for a long time after the mask rules were lifted, the mask rules were not lifted on people under five years old. Yes. Oh, and so my sometimes you'll have this. You'll have, you know, white, overeducated, liberal people Awful, walking yeah. around New York City with no masks, 
walking a toddler next to them with a mask on the toddler. Were the kids on leashes? Yes. The kids will be on leashes. They have those little monkey backpack leashes, you know? Yeah. So... They're just normalizing that's just in, bondage. That's just insane. Yeah, that's well, they weird. are doing that. The Washington Post wants us to do that. Remember, they ran oh. that article mm-hmm. about how important it is to expose your kids uh. to kink at Pride. Gross. No. Fatherly, actually. I didn't, okay. Fatherly wow, I didn't see. I didn't see too. the Washington Post uh, endorsing Eric Greitens. So that's, that's it. Was two years ago. It was two years ago that they ran the uh, bring your kids to show them kink at Pride. Show them kink. That's Luke, kink at Pride. Luke Jedida saying DeSantis has the advantage over Trump. Oh. So if you look at predicted, I agree. Uh, Trump said it's like 35 DeSantis, 42 Trump. But I think Ron DeSantis has an advantage in that he's actively in government right now. He's campaigning right now, which means he's getting to prove himself yep. right now. Trump's Trump might announce his presidency early. That's the that's the idea that he's, he's, he's announced to 77. Look for, it, look for, it, for it just before right. Christmas. Right. And so but, but, rumor. And, 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 and he has to because DeSantis is actively campaigning now for his governorship. But. This means he gets to campaign actively and be in the press and yep. get a bunch of attention. Trump, if he sits back, he's losing that space to DeSantis. Yeah. To Do you think Newsom is going to try and run? Yes. Oh, yeah. God, I hope so. He's the, he's <laughs> second in line on predicted yeah. behind Biden, I believe. Really? Yep. Wow. What about Kamala? She's no, the worst she's amazing. Ever. She can hardly she get even a single delegate. She's remarkable. Put a sentence yeah. together. <laughs> a Cali- a, another proud day for us California lawyers. Oh, as yeah. as someone who voted for Trump, I fear Kamala Me being too. the candidate. Wink, yes. Wink. We, yes. we we must hope. Oh that no, Kamala. not that. Don't throw me in the Kamala patch. You know what's funny is uh it's funny that I basically said that about Joe Biden and then Joe Biden won. Well. And so I'm like you know, uh, we're, we're sitting here talking about Kamala, like, haha, Kamala, and then well, just knock on wood. It's like a Democrat. Less than 3% of the vote in the, in the Democratic primary. I know. Well, it's I like know. the Democrats interfering in the Republican primaries. They're like, let's give the, let's give a, like, 10 million bucks to this super Trumpy guy with MAGA tattooed on his, uh, tramp stamp. And, uh, yeah, we'll get him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of these guys are going to get elected. In, in a world of $7 gas, mm-hmm, you know. may get a guy, uh, you know, who, who changed his name to John Q. Maga. <laughs> and he may, may go, you know, this guy seems like a viable candidate here in good. Colorado. Yep. So, uh, I w- I, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll do, we'll do one quick segment on this because, um, I published an opinion piece in Newsweek today. Uh, the January 6th committee misrepresented me. And, uh, I'll give you the, the, the quick gist of the story. You guys heard probably the other day that on national television across the board, there's Tim Cast. They run this clip where there's people saying, like, kick the door in. There's going to be a red wedding. And then in between, it's me going, according to Fox News, Donald Trump says there's going to be a wild protest. It wasn't that, you know, dull. I I said, (laughs) Donald Trump says there's going to be a wild protest. And I think he's right. Considering what we've already seen, I think things will get wild. And I said, this could be Trump's last stand. He's calling on his supporters to come to D.C. They play that together. And then they try and insinuate that I'm encouraging people to take action simply because I'm telling people a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So you were just mentioning how uh, – what, what were you just talking about? You were talking about uh, – you were talking about the Democrats. I was going to make a point, but I forgot what you – Oh, exactly about them saying. funding Republicans. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Republicans. That was it. Yes. Democrats are paying in one – I think in, in, in Colorado, it's like $30 million to fund pro-Trump candidates. Yep. Jamie Raskin, I'm like, why is it that he put a clip of me – because they need to create an image of a problem mm-hmm. to convince people that they are the ones who can oppose that problem. It is demagoguery. It is a lie. The Trump supporters who are getting massive press, it's Democrats funding it so they can then turn to, to, to their voters and say, look, look at that scary thing. Only we can stop it. But they're the ones paying for it. It seems a bit cynical. 
I wouldn't have expected out of Democrats. Uh, I'd say evil, manipulative, and cult-like. And and it's not going to work. I mean, it can really... Remember how the entire media was uh, pushing for Trump for the first nine months? They thought, thought, great, he's great for TV, and he'll never win. This is perfect. They loved it. Let me, yeah, they, they loved thought, it. They and I, oh, would just walk into let me, the let me, let me tell you guys something really interesting about this uh, this op-ed and the January 6th thing. I have had friends hit me up who had Trump derangement syndrome being like, something's not right here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand what just happened. You're a human red pill. I've, I've had, well, the thing is, there are people who follow this show who don't like Donald Trump and know, at the very least, they might not like me. But that I am not what they're trying to claim right. me to be. Like putting the, the the January 6th episode we have was embedded in the Newsweek article. And in it, it's like a whole two and a half hours or whatever of a conversation as to why violence doesn't work, why we've always condemned it, why this will make things worse, why it's bad. And then even in the lead up to this in September, I have a video where I'm saying that Black Lives Matter lost all of their support they gained throughout the year by engaging in riots. Don't do this stuff. It doesn't work. It hurts your cause. And then Jamie Raskin, this is really funny, by the way, his office is like 30 miles from here because he reps the district right next to us. So I'm going to go to his, I'm going to go to his office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably tomorrow. I'm going to go knock on the door and be like, Hey guys, look, I'm here. You guys lied about me. So, hey, you should definitely do that. And definitely bring a camera that? crew. Yes, ask for great. an apology. I love I am this idea. Apology. Where's uh, yes. Miss Raskin? Oh, he's out getting a haircut. You liar! I know you're a liar now. <laughs> well, he <laughs> might not be at his office in Maryland. Right. But, but uh, uh, it's very close. I'll show up and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave a note or something. I'll say, hey, guys, look, uh, uh, I some of my employees are constituents of, right. of Re- Representative Raskin. Mm-hmm. And he is smearing me, my company, and lying for, for what I believe to be political gain. But maybe I'm wrong about him and he'll apologize publicly for including me incorrectly in his in his in his video well i expect him to take the classy move and so does my unicorn <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's great. right i'm i i think Is that the unicorn that's puking uh, rainbow glitter his name's chad great he has okay. a name okay. i have a feeling i'm going Capital to D, and they're the going to say we don't care you can't do anything about it we can say whatever we want and get out i have a feeling if i show up they're going to be like you can't be here you need to leave that would be interesting too. Can Why could you not be there? I'm just standing in your waiting room. Is it is it wrong to do that? Because I was informed by you that it's okay to come and petition your representative too, for the right. It is okay. To should I should I hire like a handful of people just hold signs in front of his office saying he lied? No, I think the democratic the diplomatic approach is right. And you can, of course, petition the government for a redress of grievances. At least yeah. theoretically. It says it for sure. Okay. Well, so the, the issue with this... Uh, but it also says you could keep it bare arms. And, <laughs> oh, we see how that's gone. That's going great, yeah. <laughs> no, in New York, they are like... No, we don't. We're not going to follow the Supreme Court, and they they're starting wow, to. Wow, you know, yeah, you, they're you, trying to say that the, the entire city of New York is like some sanctuary, a sensitive area. When the when the Bruin opinion specifically mm-hmm. says, don't try that trick. You can't do you that. You can't do that. Yes. You know, it's really remarkable how angry Democrats mm-hmm. get after the Supreme Court says you have to stop violate, systematically right. violating people's rights. And then they launch into massive resistance. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, Brown versus Board of Education. <laughs> Brown, you know. Uh, Wasn't it funny how they all these people were like, uh, there, there was an op-ed. That's uh, who was it by? I think it might have been Politics Girl. Do you guys know who that is? Oh yeah. No. We, we we've invited her on the show before, but I guess they just don't want to do it. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. And she's like, a, it's a podcast funded by uh, Midas Touch. 
Oh God! But she she Is made that a, what happened to the she Krasinski made, she made a very powerful <laughs> point against gay marriage. It was kind of crazy. She said that uh, something like the Supreme Court should not be legislating and and deciding what is law and what is not law. And then I was like, that would rescind a lot. Well, the of, Supreme of Court actually, gains. the Supreme Court sort of said that recently with the EPA ruling, right? Right, right, right. And, and they said, you know, if Congress wants to do this, Congress has to do this. Right. So, so what's happened is. Many people on the left are trying to come up with some kind of sophistry as to why the Supreme Court is wrong. So there's two things. One, the Supreme Court should not arbitrarily decide what the law is. And then it's like, so you agree with the Supreme Court? That's what they said. Then the other the, the other issue is they're saying that if the Supreme Court is going to rescind its own precedents, then they're illegitimate. And it's like, now you're advocating for Brown v. Board of Education? Right. Oh, and you're Koromatsu? Dred Scott? Come on. The Supreme yeah. Court's had a lot of bad decisions we get rid of. Yes. It's, uh, look, we're not, ha- we're not having a rational debate here. You're, the, the left is going to take the position that's most convenient to the left and its accumulation of power that's and it. money. Does it, Every does single it gain time. The left power? Yes. Then it's their Which is why I don't want to argue with the left. I just want to defeat them. I don't, and, and that's why I, I, I never go to the left with, hey, you know, if, uh, Don Jr. had been, uh, you know, if his his uh, uh, laptop had been compromised and his, uh, you know, stripper antics, you know, the Lata- doing blasting rails off the butt of a Latavian hooker videos had been out there, you'd be treating it differently. I don't do that to the left because they don't care. It doesn't matter. They're immune to hypocrisy because that's, that's not what they're about. They're about power. Normal people, though, normal people see that and go, huh. That's a problem. So we have to keep oh. making the argument, but the argument needs to go to normal people. As far as the left, it's like, no, you just can't do that. Here's what now, I'll do. Not letting you. I'll take the twerking old man with the little girl, and I'll do a a, 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 re, a loop where it like plays for and then rewinds, and it'll say "Vote Raskin" and flash, and then I'll I'll hire someone oh, to hold that idea. up in front I of like his office. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. A, that's terrific. Raskin celebrates all identities. No, just no. have that there. <laughs> I won't. I won't tell. I won't say anything about him. I'll just say vote for him. Pride for vote Raskin. for Raskin. I'll right? just hold up. Yeah. Get more we'll, of this. We'll get, we'll get a bunch of the, you know those trucks with the ad TVs on. Oh my gosh, yeah. that would be hilarious. Oh, that's a really good idea, actually. That to get with like the a, lights with the, like you the know, no, you, lights the, and those stuff? trucks that, yeah. that carry billboards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then just have it playing the twerking old man oh, and just oh, oh, get yeah. like. Should we hire like a hundred of those and have yeah. them drive around DC? Gotta figure out how to hire those. <laughs> Vote Jamie Raskin. Yeah. No, I won't say anything. It'll just show the video. You could definitely do that. It'll say something like Minneapolis Pride and just mm-hmm. that's it. That's all it is. Drive them around. We'll, we'll hire. What, what if we did like, you know, I think to make it impactful, you need, you need like a hundred of them. And then just have them driving throughout the city. Uh, you got to be careful not to show it to kids because that defeats the message. What do you mean? There, there's literally a child watching it happen and they're cheering for but it the, and encouraging the it. The point is how bad that was. <laughs> <laughs> Fair You're point. Saying, don't do Fair it again. Point. Don't do it again. <laughs> but it is important that people see that, that adults see that and understand okay, what no, happened. No, actually, that's an important question. Would they get mad, Ian? Is there something wrong with it? It was on a public Minneapolis street with people cheering as a little girl watched. I don't see anything. Where's her pride? Maybe just, maybe why, just why drive anyone? it around after hours. But no, right? no, no. When the parents complain about it, it's exactly the point. Oh, you all have an issue with this in D.C.? What are you, bigots? Mm-hmm. Who's brave enough I'm literally up? shaking They're just trans- thinking about that. Right? <laughs> that uh, why are they denying the existence of whatever the hell uh, Tidy Whitey Boy is? <laughs> tidy wh- tidy Whitey Person. guy. 
non-binary, whatever the hell he is. There's there's so yeah. many videos of that. this of this stuff, and that so video bizarre. I think is like the one thing you send to somebody to make them be like, what? I'm still it's, trying to get over the twerking legislator from uh, oh, Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Oh, oh that familiar. was wild. That's pretty bad. Did Maybe you see that? we can that? watch that on the after show. It, that yes. was pretty amazing. It's like, no. nobody should see that, but you're gynecologist, all right? Oh I did, look, 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 look. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> oh, Listen, no, don't do people that. People are allowed to twerk. I don't care. I think when I see that, I'm glad she twerked because I will not support someone who's doing that. You know what I mean? Mac, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't care that she does it. She's allowed to do it. It's America. And I'll vote for somebody else. I don't live in Rhode Island, so I really don't care all that. Well, much. I think you Rhode should. Mo- I, I do think you should mock her, and that comes back to the tolerance thing. I'm not going to say it's okay with me. It's not. It's stupid and it's gross, and you shouldn't do it. I'm not going to send the cops to arrest you uh, because, first of all, I don't want them to get PTSD. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, don't look at me and go, "Oh, well, you know, I, you know, you're living your best life." No, you're not. You're living a terrible life, and you need to stop. Well, and you need some thing, Jesus, uh, lady. This is the thing with and abortion, you need too, right? I mean, this is the thing with abortion, too. People say, like, I had an abortion and it saved my life. And it's like, no, you had an abortion that saved your lifestyle. And no, I don't think it was yeah. really Damn. that yeah. worth saving. Correct. You know. All right. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com and become a member for the Members Only After Hours show. It is uncensored and often very spicy. Last night was a whole lot of fun, as you'll see on the front page of the website. So, uh, yeah, check it out and uh, share the show with your friends. All that good stuff. Like button, like button. And uh, let's see what we got. All right. What is this? Ricky Longhall says, thoughts on the USDA, Department of Education, IRS, Department of Energy, Inspector General, Fish and Wildlife, Geological Survey, Department of Interior, Rebel, uh, Retirement Agency, stockpiling machine guns, shotguns, suppressed pistols, body armor, and ammo. I didn't know any of that. Oh uh, did you guys know any of that? No. Negative. No. I know the IRS bought hollow points. <gasps> I did see. And the, you know the funny thing about hollow points is that one, they're like for killing. Uh, so they, they hit the body, they expand, so it causes more damage. And I could be wrong about this, but aren't they banned by like the Hague Convention or something? Hague Convention? Hague Convention? Uh, yeah, for use in wartime, you're not allowed to have uh, uh, weapons that increase suffering. So you can't have... For instance, a serrated bayonet. Right, you can't have like the double-sided bayonet, right? The double-sided knife. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, unless there's a function to it, like white phosphorus. Uh, yeah, there's. uh, Did you did you know this that they were stockpiling weapons? I I I didn't know that they were buying a lot of ammo. Uh, I guess they're buying it now because it's really cheap. No, that ain't it. <laughs> yeah, so I saw theories that they were buying it up to drive up the cost so that people wouldn't buy it. I don't know if that's true or not. I Maybe. saw that the IRS was buying a ton. I saw that they didn't have a ton of agents who are armed. Very interesting little rabbit hole to go that down. That's weird. Yeah, I was like, why are they buying all well, this? Well, that, but you know, like your training, whatever else you're doing with it. I was like, okay, maybe there's nothing here. Well, if we had some oversight from, I don't know, legislators elected Very by nice. the, to go, you know, you're head of the IRS. I got a lot of beasts with you. I got a list. But why are you buying so much ammo? And maybe he has like a really good reason. Oh, well, we shoot, they shoot 250 rounds each well, to qualify a year. There's okay, probably, I can live with that. there's yeah. probably wild hogs running around. The yeah. IRS building. Yeah, the yeah. IRS building. Yeah, yeah. Most, so it's, it's really just about the safety of the 30, children yeah. who work in the IRS building. Yeah, well, I don't think we think enough about the children in regard to armed tax collectors. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Nick Koenigs who said, Tim, since I started eating healthy and running in January, I've already lost 50 plus pounds. Woo! Congrats Sweet on your weight Mary. loss too. Yeah, the thing is like, I, I didn't, I, I didn't actually plan on losing weight. I didn't actually care. I just was like, I don't want to eat sugar. You know, we had the keto stuff. And then I was like, why am I eating this garbage all the time? I'm just not going to eat it. 
And then just I started losing weight. I don't know. You talk about a transformation of the nation, man. That's that's physical. Yeah, oh yeah. Look at those. You see those those memes from the 1960s, oh, and yeah. like all the dudes are everybody's ripped. thin. Everyone's thin. Uh, the the other interesting thing, and I, I look, I'm I'm 57, so it's like pulling teeth to lose weight. I've lost like eight pounds in the last month or so, and it's been agonizing. Mm-hmm. When I was like 22, if I wanted to lose 10 pounds, all I did was go run for a half hour. Uh, it, it's a pain. But here's the thing: so many people in the conservative space do not drink. And it's it, yeah. it's not high flying morality stuff. And a, a lot of them are. Some of them had a problem, but others are like it just doesn't contribute to my life. Yeah, and that's the majority of it. Drinking yeah. is not fashionable among conservatives. The other thing, it's very odd. The other yeah. thing that's interesting too is remember Michelle Obama had her whole fitness thing. Her, yeah, the she had like a whole anti obesity thing, and now the left is like obesity is beautiful. The sugar industry, it, the weird. original, Michelle Obama's original Let's Move campaign was get mm-hmm. sugar out of your diet. And right. then the sugar industry came in and was like, there's oh, a, a documentary called out? Fed Up with Katie Couric who uh-huh. exploits this. And uh, they were like, let's make it an exercise campaign. Forget about the diet. Mm-hmm. And then they turn it into an, an exercise. And then, but they kept eating. The, you know. All right. Greg says, your weight loss is pretty obvious watching the IRL clips. Can see the difference between the clip and your outro clip. We're going to record a new outro clip. Oh, that's a <laughs> good reminder. Yeah. That's great. We should do that after the show. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. I was like, oh, yeah, we have like an old that. outro. Yeah. I was like, thanks for watching. And I'm probably just like. That ago. <laughs> I guess the idea of yeah, having a theme yeah. song from Sir Mix-A-Lot is now out. Yeah, we're not allowed to use <laughs> that anymore. Doing that. No, no, you can't do it. Okay. Tim got back. Oh, All right. Sure. JTTV says, please continue advocating for the health of bodies and pushing critical thinking for the individual instead of the monolith of absolute degenerate destructive nonsense that has plagued this nation for decades. God bless. I tell you this. I think it might have been Cernovich who said this, that if you really want to win and get back at the left or whatever, exercise, eat healthy, yes. focus right. on yourself, make money, have a family. Yeah. People, yeah. even in a cult, yeah. people will see beauty. And health, and they're drawn to it. Well, I find well, it so annoying because, like, I always feel better if I if I work out, and I'm always like, "Damn, I feel terrible. I better work out." That's so annoying. I hate that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You mentioned- I really just want to sit on the couch and watch Star yeah. Trek, and then I'm like, Ugh. "It's funny you mentioned Cernovich. I happened to see him at a wedding a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool! And he looked great and was happy. Yeah, I mean, That's he was great. just yeah. a happy guy. We and I, 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 I mean, and. You know, if you followed Cernovich's career, he was not always a happy guy. Mm-hmm. He's, but he's, all, but he's he, happy now. Yeah, well, he's, he's have explored like a, psychedelics. He's, I mean, he's transformed his life. Yeah, that he's. He, I mean, he's gone on an interesting uh, uh, arc. Yeah, I mean, he's he's actually become a different person. I think he's a much happier person, and he shares his advice with people. And maybe you agree with him, maybe you don't, but he has. All right, we got Emily Williams says, "I feel like Ian is that hippie friend you pick up at the local farmers market that everyone thinks is high all the time." But just knows way more about weird stuff. Oh, that seems that's about like, right. That's actually true. That's, yeah, that's what I was going for. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's, that's it. I think that's, that's wow. Right. Mission accomplished. Yeah. People think Ian's high, but he's not. He just turns out reads the he weird just stuff. Knows weird stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I just like to think. When you were a kid, <laughs> did you ever have other kids go? How come you know things? Uh but they would just, they would lash out. Well, I was the kid that would raise my hand yeah. for every answer the teacher would ask because they already gave me the answer. I just got to tell them. Uh-huh. And the other kids would, would take it out on me later. I didn't know why. I'm like, why don't they like me? It's because I would make them, I guess they felt like idiots because I was like, come on, guys, move it along. Move the story along. I couldn't figure out why all the kids hated me. Too. Like, I I was merciless. I was telling you this yesterday. I was mercilessly bullied. I know why. I was a giant you jerk. Know, now and then I would raise <laughs> my hand. But mostly I was just like not ever paying. I was always like just 
looking at something else. I was always, my attention was somewhere it wasn't supposed to be. Uh, it's like, vulnerability. <laughs> People will sometimes attack vulnerability. Mm. It's like a wild tiger with fresh meat. Like you know? leftists. Mm. All right, I want to read this one. Lars Job says, my 98-year-old grandpa was found of multiple tumors, and he has almost stopped eating, and we believe he's near the end. Mm. He lived a good Aww. life and is a World War II vet, Woo! the last surviving member of the Alamo Scouts. Oh my God. If you wow. know a veteran, thank them for Amazing. their service. Wow. Shout out to your grandfather. I wish I knew his name. I want to shout his name out. That's what a hero. Freaking cool, man. You know, you you got these, these young Americans that I got to serve with, you know, they, they are truly walking in the boot steps of heroes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they are great themselves. I'm so impressed by our young soldiers that I worked with and, and, you know, the, the occasional weirdo. I really got a shout out. Haunted Autumn who said, are we going to ignore the fact that Tim is wearing the same shirt as last episode? More power to you, but dude, we noticed. I really love that because the last episode what? I was wearing a Vans pocket it raglan tee with print on it. What the heck? And the day before I wore this shirt, whereas typically I wear literally the same thing every <laughs> single so day. So it's like the one time I don't wear something, they think I do. Come on, man. All right. You're being raskined again. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki Hilly says, longtime supporter, just found Cast Castle, and I'm obsessed. Can't stop watching it. Reminds me of Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory. Keep up the amazing work. Yes. The Cast Castle is basically going to be like a hybrid between a vlog and a sitcom where we're basically making fun of culture war concepts and issues and, you know, poking fun at all the stuff. So I think, I, I think it's pretty fun, and we're excited to expand it. But uh, it's a learning process. We start making episodes, we see what works, we see what's funny, and then we just make it better and better and better until it gets really good. And shout out to Jamie the Animal Kilstein. Mm-hmm. The animal? Yeah. The animal. <laughs> Taking it to the top. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah. He's running the vlog right now. He's running Cast Castle. Oh. All right. Peter uh, Nguyen says, right now there's an echo chamber on Twitch. The younger generation is getting so much leftist propaganda, and apolitical st- uh, streamers are being influenced by people like Hassan. You need to build culture there. You can't! They will ban you for the slightest thing. Destiny said Kyle Rittenhouse was a was the clearest cut case of self defense he had ever seen, and they actually he got it, it, they call it a ban, but it's like a suspension. Mm-hmm. So simply for asserting a fact, not even a political opinion, it's like, oh yeah, I watched the video, that was self defense. They're like, you're out. That's Twitch for you. So nah, not interested. Although maybe for fun, we'll we'll simulcast on Twitch for a week to see how long it takes. We'll get you banned. You can't simulcast on Twitch. They well, you can't be a partner on Twitch and simulcast. They'll end your partnership. It's in their terms. It's very strange. There's yeah. software that will let you do it, but Twitch doesn't want it. I guess. Weird. Yeah, it's disappointing. I'd be I'd be on Twitch if otherwise. Mm-hmm. Tyler McFarland says T bones are the superior steak. You get a tenderloin and New York strip in one package, FJB. Um, I agree with, 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 with all of it actually, uh, especially the FJB part. Yeah, I had a T-bone <laughs> and you got the tenderloin on one side and then you got the strip on the yes. other and, uh, but I just, you know, it is, it is true. It's like choose one. Commit. But yo, <laughs> just tenderloin, filet mignon, just, mm. Yo, my wife rare. is a filet mignon person. She likes it. Who you know. does it? Who's what? not a filet mignon yeah, person? It's well, like me. I'd be a you filet like mignon person. I, I filet love mignon rib- is showing up in my well, plate well, every day. Sometimes <laughs> I'm in a ribeye place. Sometimes I'm in a New York place. It's a mood. True. And I will say, you know? it's a different experience. Yes. Like brisket. Oh. You can't even compare brisket to filet mignon. Totally They're different, different things. They're, yeah, it's a different thing. Oh, I love brisket. The best brisket I had was in Austin just mm-hmm. recently with oh uh, Hannah Nightingale, who's uh, my U.S. news editor. We had the best night, and she kept making fun of me because every bite I took, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. are you okay? So no, no, I'm not okay. It's nature's not perfect okay. food. It, it can just be. So sublime. When we, there was this <laughs> sauce. They, like, put the sauce on it. <gasps> 
when uh, we, we can talk all day about abortion and politics. We can talk about the Democrats and law enforcement and Trump and January 6th. No, 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 no. When Beef. people can't get their brisket, they're going to like kick doors in. They're going to be screaming and banging their heads <laughs> on walls. Like, ah! It's going to be chaos. That, that, that is true. You know, here, here's how weird this whole situation has got. I, I did a speaking gig to a bunch of Republicans at a uh, country club. And they said, it's sold out. This is great. I walk in. Half the room does not have tables up. And I'm like, could you put more tables up and sell them? They said, we'd love to. And the country club would have loved to. They could not guarantee to get enough chicken breasts to feed the people. Wow. The last time Americans couldn't go to the store and get chicken breasts was, I guess, 1940s Mm, when you had rationing. That makes sense. That is the, that's what the Democrats expect us to, to, to accept. They All should right. have they should put together some cricket patties. Yeah, yeah. A cricket pat, yeah. Justin, yeah, salmon, chicken, bug. Yeah. Justin Clark says, remember when Cartman's mom tried to make a 37th trimester abortion legal? <laughs> Hard to distinguish reality from the satire oh, as you discussed recently. That That's not really satire. There was a, Andy No shared this with me. There was a, a some Antifa woman in Oregon who was bragging about getting an abortion at seven months. That's like the baby was seven months old? No, this, the, she, it, no, no, in, this is in her womb 37th seven. trimester. Oh, 37th trimester. Uh-huh. It's like nine years yeah. old or something. I, <laughs> I, you said 37th <laughs> trimester and I heard 37 weeks. No, in my that would have been, yeah. yow. That's yeah, different. Even better. Yeah. I mean, sure, kids can be a pain, but really. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's grab some. What do we got here? Let's find a good one. There was a good one I saw a moment ago. Where did it go? Yeah, these super chats are great. You guys are awesome. Is that man? Battle look at Star all those Galactica. comments. Yeah, Cabbage yeah. says Tim Kiss is my favorite thing to listen to at work. I just became a member and I often nice. delay, so I have enough to get through the day. We need an app. I know. Yo, it's like the website's been up for like a year and a half, and it's only been in the form it's been in for like ten months, with like channels and new shows. It, we can only go as fast as humans can go. That's the hard thing. So sign up, become a member if you want to support our work. we got a ton of stuff going on. We're going to be doing a big marketing campaign for Tales from the Inverted World. Because if you guys haven't seen it, man, go to YouTube.com slash Tales from the Inverted World. Search for it. The, the latest episode's 40 minutes. And it is like Hunter S. Thompson meets the X-Files, but it's a real story. Shane Cashman went down to Georgia to look for the lost Confederate gold. And he tells the story of what it was like. And it was creepy. He met crazy people, witches. Someone threatened to kill him. No joke. Because it's like people don't realize that that history of the Civil War runs deep in these towns. The town where Jefferson dissolved the Confederacy, they still feel all of that. And so he shows up and someone left him a voicemail like they were going to kill him if he didn't stop trying to find out where this gold was. Mm. And there are UFOs. Because there's military research stuff going on, and people come out and they see these weird things in the sky. So it's really cool stuff. It's like real life X Files almost. So we're going to be doing a big push for that because the episodes have just gotten so amazing. Production quality has been upped dramatically. The episodes are going to be upwards of an hour long each, and we've got I think ten episodes this season. And then we're going to be launching another show with Shane, where he's going to do a weekly conversation show about weird, wild stories. And that will just be the the consistent conversation that happens when the when the seasonal shows uh, on you know in, in production. You said when Jefferson ended the. Confederacy, Jefferson Davis. Yeah. It was funny because it was his first name. You're on a first name. Right, right. Your first name. Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> yes. I thought he meant the Jeffersons the moving on up. Not you know, I guess that's for sure. Sherman Hemsley. Sherman. Great actor, by the way. Oh, classic. Yeah. Used to watch it as a kid. And two, All in the seven. Family, which of course could not ever be made today mm-hmm. because it's just 
it was just so, such a good show. You know, sometimes and, I remember two two seven because of how much Pearl loved Luther Vandross. Oh, Steve McQueen. I don't know why that stuck in my head. Man, that's that's a deep cut. I know the two two seven. I watched it a lot. You know. Pearl was my favorite character. Her social security number was. Well, <laughs> she did right. love Luther Vandross. Steve McQueen says, have you heard of drivenbillboards.net? It's a mobile, it's mobile billboards that go wherever you want. I think it might be perfect for your advertising campaign. I think so too. Driven, Driven. billboards. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Billboards. Say, yeah. I'll, I will look into that. And, uh, let's see if these companies are going to be like, yo, I'm not putting that video on my truck. <laughs> and I'll be like, why not? Why not? What's Don't wrong it. with it? Why Take not? Are you a transphobe? Take the money. Yeah, it's money. All right. OMG Puppy says, why don't they just say Latin? A perfectly acceptable adjective that's long been used to refer to Hispanics. Which is strange because they're not Latin. Latin American is a language that's no longer in use. It's Latin it's roots, it's but like so Latin, is France. It's Latin America. But French and Latin Romanian America, right? are also right. Romance languages. It's Portuguese. Uh. Um, yeah, I, I just love it. it. You know, my, my wife, of course, immigrated from Cuba. And the only way I could make her more annoyed, uh, than calling her Latinx is if I did it wearing a Che t-shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that, that would not. Anthony Flora says, I can see myself, <laughs> I can see myself 20 years from now watching Ian come out on Timcast IRL as a reformed Catholic. And it would be the greatest character arc of all time. All right, you got me. <laughs> Trad, Cap- <laughs> Trad Cap Ian. I love him, him and Matt Walsh. He's like, Matt, you're not cutting it. Jesus, His hair is cut short. He's sitcom. shaved. He's yeah, wearing a button-up shirt. He looks just like Seamus. I come in and Matt's <laughs> ripping the bong. I'm like, Seamus. <laughs> happening to you, man? <laughs> that would actually be funny if like, we did a bit where it's like 10 years in the future and Seamus has long hair. And he's just like, I don't know about all that he stuff He kind of looks like man. Jesus from the pictures. No, but he has like long hair and Shame he's like an atheist, stuff. secular hippie. And then like Badass. you become Catholic and you have like a yeah. suit on. Like, Seamus, you need to come back. And he's like, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't understand you. That'd be funny. All right. There was a, there was a super chat I wanted to see, but someone mentioned, uh, sending that video to their, their mom. Maybe I'll find it. DBZ Dragon says, Tim, I recommend you and the group look up Peter Bogosian. He's a former Portland State professor of philosophy, and his work on street epistemology is worth the look. We are good friends with Peter. He's, he's read, um, uh, I periodically talk to him. I've interviewed him before. We've, uh, 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 yeah, cool dude. We should have him on the show. I don't know what his schedule is like. He's a very, very busy man. Very busy man. Problem. Yeah, we try. Well, very get, busy man. Get busy on IRL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be busy. It's, it, it's good, huh? You just need to come all the way across the country. It's no big deal. That's all. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Canis Volpis says, just got out of the military. Here is some tax money back. Driving from NC to AZ. Thanks for making this trip more enjoyable. Cool. Hey, appreciate it, man. All right. Cool. When you go through the Grand Canyon, if you get near there, it gets really cold. Have you ever noticed you ever driven past the Grand Canyon? Is it cold? All the, I think all the heat's falling into the canyon. Or a lot of the heat, heat, heat rises. Yeah, Usually, yeah. But you would think. But it's like hitting the ground and then rising up above the base of the I went canyon. To the, I only went to the Grand Canyon once, and it was the uh, X-Files uh, series finale. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, we had all this... Uh, well, we thought we had all this weed, but it kind of got lost at the airport. Anyway, oh, no. it was a it was a fun trip. It was a fun Tragic. trick. It was a fun trip. Wow. Yeah. Watch out for black guys. EO2 Dave says, Trump drained the water from the swamp and exposed the creatures. Mm. Quite the achievement, considering all the snakes in the grass. That is it is a fair point. He made it. He may not have emptied the swamp, but he did do a little, and all of a sudden we could see a lot being exposed. Yeah. Shout out to our good enemy John Bolton. I'll make the joke about good friends for a lot of people, but not him. 
coming on TV and outright saying, like, I've staged coup d'etat in many countries. Go on. And then Frum was like, he shouldn't I post jokes. I know. Like, Frum's like, stay on the oopke. Yo, but it's like the, the, all of the stuff that was supposed to be supposedly a secret is just coming out in the open now after yeah. Trump. Bolton's like, yeah, I did it. And everyone's like, wow. Well, okay, you know, then. at one point secrets mattered because, you know, you'd have a media that would expose them. And now it's like you got, uh, you know, you got Hunter Biden, you know, showing on, showing off the whole butcher fact, uh, butcher, uh, shop, you know, walking around, weighing the crack, got the hookers. The nice thing is, you know, people are like, oh, this is a terrible security breach. No, it isn't. Because hmm. there's nothing you can do to blackmail this guy. <laughs> right. what, what do the Chinese have? Well, you got, well, we what have you the, we have the real dirt on you. What do you do? <laughs> Three hookers at a time? All right. Scallywag Swagger says, hollow points aren't banned. That's a lie. They expand to stop overpenetration and collateral life loss. You talk about DeSantis, but seem to forget he signed red flag laws. Ooh, don't that forget, true? I don't forget that. It is true. He did that. Yeah, he really? coming just like any other and politician. And Trump banned bump stocks. Well, I look, am- Trump said, I like taking the guns first and then going to the courts or whatever. If That's only right. we had some sort of process where we could question the candidate before deciding if they were finally a nominee. What do I you wonder, think, Libby? I wonder what that would be. That yeah. would be amazing. That would be really interesting. We might oh, want to institute something like that. And also, I had a similar uh, notion. Yesterday, uh, somebody was saying, well, how are we going to know what the framers said? If only there was some I wonder if of, there was maybe a document a, 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 a way to a way perhaps to, they would have written yeah, it down. a way to permanently etch huh. your thoughts yeah. right. some and media. maybe they would have written down additionally things they thought about the things they wrote down in the first place that I would wonder be so, would have been so useful maybe 81 of them yeah. oh, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. are there 81 Aren't there 81 I Federalist Papers? 81. There are a couple lesser Federalist Papers. But I'm only, paper I'm only getting that from, there, there, uh, from Hamilton. I only remember that from Hamilton. Well, there, there are some Alexander actual Federalist Hamilton Papers the other where, they, where they compare and fight over John Star Trek versus right. Star Wars. <laughs> they have a lot of... Yeah, the Those minor, the, really the lesser ones. known ones <laughs> with kind of esoteric <laughs> conflicts. Jason D says, draining the swamp did not rid us of the monsters. It exposed the monsters. And in that, Trump certainly succeeded. Again, again, fair point, fair yeah, point. Same point. All right. Daniel Spratt says, look into Lure. Is that what it's called? The Lure? Lure. Building a streaming service with non-woke content. Marcus Pittman is the guy behind it. How do you spell the, that? Lure? Does it say Lure? It's How like it L-O-O-R, I think. Mm. Lure. It's like the text is really small. I thought it'd be L-U-R-E. Lure.tv. Maybe it's Lure.tv. Yeah, is that it? 85. There were 85. There are 85. 85 Federalist people. Okay. I know Hamilton wrote 51. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. John so, Jay wrote eight, I think. Uh, it was, and J.K. Rowling wrote two. I'm yes. sure, yes, sounds right. Yes. Russ says, any comment about the Ray Epps Washington Post story? His reasoning seems plausible. I didn't see it. What was it? Did anybody see it? Uh, I did not. I can comment. There was a Times, Times one. It was the New York Times. And they said, you know, here, here's this victim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it's yeah, like, comment on uh, <laughs> I wonder who a you guy for. who's on video telling people to engage in entering the Capitol is a victim and me, a guy who read the news, is included in this 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 video montage by Raskin. Reading the news is treason. Me. Yes, yeah. you have correctly assessed the situation. <laughs> yeah, these people are duplicitous, <laughs> deceitful, and um, you know, I am I am unhappy with the representation that he is present he is bringing forth in Montgomery County in Maryland, where many of my employees actually live. Yeah, Frederick County. You must. Uh, He's Montgomery. Oh yeah. It yeah. surrounds Frederick. Oh, that's right. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Twerking for liberty. That's nice. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for liberty. Yeah. You know? 
All right. There was that one I wanted to find. Someone mentioned. Uh, I don't want to culturally appropriate yeah. his twerking. Exactly. Gross. You got to be careful with that. Waffle Sensei says Trump will give the left the ammunition they need to hurt DeSantis because Trump is a comedian. Trump needs to walk away, but he won't. The poll said 94% of Democrats will vote against Trump again. That's true. No, that's, that is true. But then again, look, I, I, Trump's saying he's going to run. People around him say he's going to run. Trump doesn't know where he's going to run or not. He's oh, Trump. he's running. I, he really wants he, to. He could. You remember how he keeps saying, I'm going to make an announcement. You're going to be very happy. He, he wrote that note. The happy. note says, Kurt, you'll be very happy with me. Oh, right? You'll be happy with see? what you say. He says that of all the time. Of course I framed it. Yeah, well, sure. Why not? On a big gold frame. <laughs> garish frame, yeah. A big garish gold frame. <laughs> he's, a, he's an interesting cat. And i got to say, I miss the entertainment value. Oh, it was fun. Uh, but but it's been <laughs> seven years, and it's a legit question. He came down the escalator. Said, it's a legit question. Is this is the Trump Act still the best way forward for us? Yeah, you mentioned his lack of discipline. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I, we're talking about posing a military commander. It's got to be the most disciplined, I believe, of the you you of the choices. Sh- we haven't it had helps. a disciplined president in a really long time. Uh that's that's true. Who was the last? Discipline? I mean, Bush Obama. was probably into. Obama, discipline, maybe a but that's personal but I think life. That's a different. That's kind a different guy. Yeah. He, he always seemed like a guy who probably right? you don't want to know what he's going on mm-hmm. behind closed no, you doors. Don't. You don't. And Laura always has that Laura like, little Laura, smile. Laura was uh, Laura uh. was stern and uh, unforgiving, <laughs> unyielding. Laura Ashley dresses. <laughs> Laura Ashley dresses. <laughs> Wear something conservative. I want you to look like you're going to church on Easter. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> You too are bad. There we go. It's the Colonel Libby Show. Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm looking for a super chat. That's why. Start wondering what. In the meantime, buy my book, people. Yeah, where can people get that? We'll be back. Well, I'm glad you asked that, Ian. You can get We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America at uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble or your fine purveyor of fine books. Um, and I want to emphasize it is not a Batan death march of people going, you know, as Locks used to say. Well, Hobbes pointed out it is not okay. that. Did yeah. you do a, uh, did you do an audiobook version? They wanted me to, but I, I said, look, no one wants to listen to me for eight hours. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to listen to me for two hours. I think they might. The guy driving from right. North Carolina to Arizona. You- oh, yeah. That poor guy might drive him off the road. What's up, if homie? his annoying nasal voice doesn't <laughs> stop, I'm going to find myself at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's perfect. I can't find. I can't find that. There was one I really wanted to read. Oh, Someone said it. that they sent the uh, the video to their like aunt or something. Oh, I saw that. Oh. Yeah, she and changed they, her tune. they responded with like, "Okay, this is weird. This stuff's like nonsense," and it opened the door That's to conversation. Right. Oh, I wish That's I cool. saw that. The key to ending the political conflict in this country is one man, a hero, as it were. Mm. Who put everything upon his shoulders, twerking fat man in tidy whities Oh my god! And wouldn't it be great if he was <laughs> like gi- if he it. was like a giant MAGA guy? He's <laughs> so like, I work in HVAC. <laughs> he went out. He went out. <laughs> I went out to twerk because I knew I need. I would be the se- I would be He's the red pill. Yep. Sing- I will jump on the grenade. That's a right. single tear comes from his eyes. He takes all his. <laughs> like, Someone's got to do it for America. All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends become a member at timcast.com we're gonna have the uncensored after hours show up at about 11 p.m so we will see you all there it's gonna be a lot of fun again that's at timcast.com sign up i know some people have mentioned we've been having issues there's an issue with paypal that happens like at around like one year so some people were affected by and some weren't and we had no idea it would happen so just at the one year mark everybody a bunch of people were like so whoa weird so we're working on fixing it and um i knew it was going to happen that the announcement's not ready but it's not our fault it's the other 
company's fault. But we'll, 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 uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. We're excited for what's to come. And y'all are going to be really excited when we, when we announce this stuff. So go to timcast.com, click sign up, support our work. You can follow the show at timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at timcast. Kurt, you want to shout anything out? Well, uh, first of all, thank all you guys for having me out here. Uh, you know, Lydia, Libby, Ian, and of course you, Tim. I always, I always love coming out here because I'm not surrounded by damn communists like I am in uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, get the book. I, like I said, I would like Regnery to release my family. And if I don't sell books, <laughs> they, they will be in bondage like George Bush. But we're not going to go down that road again. Uh, thanks for having me. Shouting things out. Yeah. I will shout out the Post Millennial. <laughs> I'm at the Post Millennial every day, and you should come check it out. I'm at Libby Emmons on Twitter and also Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at iancrossland.net. Go through that portal to any of my social media accounts if you want to follow me there. Thank you for being a part of this up and down wild ride, man. Kurt, I love you. Thank uh, you for coming out. Ian, you complete me. Oh, my. <laughs> Let's do this again. Oh my gosh. And again and again. See you guys later. It is actually so fun being on this show. It's, it's fun. It's, 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 it's a good time. I literally fly across the country. <laughs> That's right. Just to be on you know the show. <laughs> We're happy to bring you out for well, sure. Thank Kurt. you. Thank you guys all very much for tuning in this evening. And I wanted to say before we go that you're not going to change the minds of hardcore leftists, but you might change the minds of people who haven't seen, for example, Trump's whole speech where he talked about the quote very fine people and stuff like that people who watch the full context often their minds are changed like that super chat that we did not have a chance to get to very important it is possible give people the full context and be patient with them you guys can follow me on twitter and minds.com at sourpatchlets as well as sourpatchlets.me we will see you all over at timcast.com in about an hour thanks for hanging out bye guys Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.